You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Let's roll. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Game Time Decisions. I am Gabriel Moretzi. Sitting alongside the Raging Redhead, Cam Stewart. What's going on, Cam? Lots of stuff going on. Marenzi, college basketball afternoon. Lost a close one with BCU. I had, uh, what did I have, the eight and a half, and they lost by nine. That sucked. But a little bit of smooth took the edge off, getting 16 against the Bearcats. Lots of stuff happening in college. And Tiger Woods on the prowl at Copperhead. He's a venomous snake right now. My famous last words, I wouldn't take him unless he was 100 to 1. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I'll leave the no, golf. I'll leave the golf capping to you, no, no, Coach Esser. Actually, don't because some of my guys this week are doing absolutely brutal. Uh, I remember, we said I like we both like Finau. I think he's six over. I had uh, Stenson. He's six. So I, I I got a couple guys. Gabe, they're, Finau, they're already in the water. Finau was my pick to win. Yeah, I know, don't worry, buddy. I, I got a couple guys that are really struggling. The funniest thing is, people ask me like every Wednesday. Hey, Marenzi, who do you like in the, in, the, in the golf? I'm like, why are you asking me? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I throw a dart. You should, but yeah, no, NASCAR you've been hitting big time. No, NASCAR, yeah, yeah. yeah. NASCAR I'm pretty good at. Steve Merrill will join us. We'll be talking some NASCAR, the king, colleague, and a friend, the Hall of Famer. Scott Engel uh, will throw it down uh, with us on the program. The Tony Sincata joins us to talk uh, DFS a little bit uh, later on. Bob Bano. Uh, joins us to talk uh, college uh, basketball. Did you see uh, Tony's emails we were getting last night uh, at the sports bar? I was sitting there watching some uh, some late night action, and uh, he hit his NHL parlay. He's feeling it on ice now. That's he says it's going to be his go to sport. Tony hitting it big. He told me, he goes, "Do I still win if I get it in a shootout?" I go, "Yeah, you do. <laughs> if they win in a shootout, you still win your parlay, buddy." <laughs> He didn't know. He goes, "Do we still win?" Yes, yes, you win. We did. Uh, we did warn him, though. We did warn him about uh, the Las Vegas Golden. Knights. Oh yes, yes, yes. I think he maybe did av- avoid putting that game on the ticket because uh, he won. So maybe we gave him some good advice. Oh, VGS got it done four four nil. Good work. We've been, you know, what, we've been hitting. You had the Jets. Like, we were on fire in hockey last night. Buffalo Sabres plus 165. I don't want to jinx anything, but I'm now on a 7-0 oh, NHL hockey. Run. That's the thing about hockey. It's 3-0, 2-0, 1-0, Keep it going. I just keep picking my spots, and I got one spot in the National Hockey League uh, that I like uh, this evening. Is it, uh, are you going wild? No, I didn't no, want no, to no, 70 on the road. Buzzing? No, I'm jumping. I'm going swimming. You're going swimming tonight. I'm going swimming. I'm going to the park and I'm feeding them. Oh, yes, feeding, feeding. Nice. You're, what, you're feeding the ducks? The ducks. Yeah, I like the ducks. Actually, you know who I, I like? I don't understand why they're plus 140. Know who else I like tonight? Like the temperature in here at the studio? Really hot. Scorching hot. It is a little hot in Melrose. Yeah, oh, yeah, studios. it's very hot. I'm sweating like a flame. The Calgary Flames tonight will be on my card. I'm actually putting a four. I'm going to parlay uh, the whole card tonight. There's only four games. Uh, with the exception of me picking Jordan Spieth to win the Masters, <laughs> I have not won a golf future pick uh, since 1990. Really? Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow. I remember it specifically. Nick Faldo. Oh, gotta love Sir Nick. I got Sir Nick. I swear to God. So I've been betting on golf a long time. I swear to God, I remember calling it in on a payphone, talking about old school gambling. Yep. And I don't know why. I was like, man, Nick Faldo's going to win, man. He, he's going to win. It was yep. actually 1989. He's going to win. And he went back to back, actually. And uh, I think it was 12 to 1. 
Nick Faldo, I'll tell you one thing about I him. I put hundred dollars on him, and yeah, it was nineteen ninety actually, so it was the second time. I Great. thought he was going to repeat, and it's like the last time I've been right. Besides <laughs> once, once I was right with Jordan Spieth, and I think yeah. I picked the U.S. Open winner yeah. once. Like just I fell ass uh, backwards in it. I think me and your buddy, we had Brooks Kepka last year. We've had a couple good things, but you're right, Marenzi. I'm a pretty good golf prop better. Yeah, you know what you should do? Maybe more individual matchups and props. Well, That's I'll, tell the you, way to go. I'll tell you what I'm, I'm going to do. I'm to do the same damn thing. Look at me. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. The, this year's a Masters. I do it uh, every year. Freddie Couples, opening round. Freddie, just the first day as for, long, for long, that back end. Yeah, as long as his back, <laughs> as long as his back holds up. Actually, yeah. you love the old guys at Augusta, like Bernard Longer's a guy. Actually, you know who you look at? Ernie Ell oh. steps up at the Masters. He's he, you know, he yeah. comes out of nowhere. He does. He's, I haven't seen him on any Except, leaderboards no, or like where is Ernie Ells right now? Who I don't even know where the hell he is. Steve Stricker's the type of guy you got to worry about. Those old guys that got actually like they can plot it around and hit the putts. I like that play. Guys like Tiger Woods. Guys like Tiger Woods, yeah. I'll be honest, too. Like, we got to admit, like, we were both I, – I didn't expect him to be this good this early. I thought it was going to take a really long time for him to even be competing. But, hey, we'll see how the weekend goes. The tournament has not won in two rounds. And right now – Canadian Corey Connors, a rookie on tour, is leading at seven under. Tiger Woods is with a host of good players, Gabe. Snedeker four under, peaking before the Masters. He will be on my betting card if he stays healthy. Paul Casey, who I take all the time, is T3, along with Tiger Woods. All guys at minus four, three off the pace. Tiger Woods is now favored uh, to win. Live oh, for sh- game odds, plus really? 450. Would, I'm not taking it at 450. Not enough. Paul Casey's plus 700. Need more there, too. Corey Connors, uh, plus 800. Nah, not Enough. Corey Connors sounds Canadian too. It sounds like yeah. he's like the like a rookie left winger with the Vancouver Canucks. Yeah, yeah. Corey Connors. Got Corey Connors up. played great <laughs> hockey on the fourth line there, Cam. Yeah, you get called up for medicine hat. Real he's, good, real tough kid. He's doing all the little things. He's really impressed, impressing Coach Green. <laughs> Corey Connors, tough kid. He sounds like a scrapper. Yeah, he yeah. does. Corey Connors sounds like he can throw him. <laughs> like that, he does. That's so. Brent great. Snedeker that sounds like an accountant. Yeah, he does. Brent Snedeker is an accountant, but a friendly accountant. So he's What's eleven he to one. So for yes. record, Connors is eight to one. So Casey Tiger Woods plus four fifty. Casey seven to one. Corey Connors eight to one. Ooh. Neds is uh, eleven to one. Justin Rose, wow. 14. Sergio. You're getting Justin Rose. See, this is what I call line value, okay? And this is the problem. Like you, you, you know golf, and you don't know enough about gambling to know this. Tiger Woods is four under right now. These other guys are like, what, one and two under? Tiger Woods is plus 450. You're getting Justin Rose and Sergio Garcia. No offense, like playing a hell of a lot more consistently than Tiger Woods when he's playing well in two tournaments at 14 to one, and Tiger Woods is under five to one. You do the math. The only guy that we called out that we actually did like and we put him in our DraftKings line was playing well. What, Louis? Louis, Louis. Yeah, Louis, who stays in, is 25 to one live, and I have a piece of Patrick Reed, too, but yeah, whatever. He'll gag, too. <laughs> Kelly Craft is fading. <laughs> <laughs> KK? Yeah, Kelly Craft. Uh, know who I like live, though? If I was going to make a, a bet out of all, all those guys, I think Snedeker at 11 to one looks pretty pretty good and I'd also take a shot with Brendan Grace at 50 to 1. He's one under par. He's only six back. That guy that guy is a very solid golfer. That's value personified. Full slate of college basketball going oh, yeah. on big time. Uh, this evening, not so many games going on right now as we speak, but we do have a pretty big one. SEC Conference uh, tournament action. I never win when I lay points, but for some reason I decided to lay four points uh, with Kentucky. The Wildcats. It's a 22-22 as we speak. Georgia's actually playing pretty... Uh, they're, they're scrappy. They're, they're a tough team. They're scrappy. They are scrappy. The SEC's a weird conference, man, for basketball. Great call. Look at Alabama, what they're doing. They they murdered Auburn today. They the, murdered them in the second half. They yeah, were losing yeah. by 10 
They were losing by 10 at the half, and they actually outscored them 25-1. to 1. They went on a 25-1 to 1 run. Unbelievable. Coming out of the gate in the second, that's uh, Auburn, 20, Auburn's so flaky. I had it in-game over. I lost by three points. It's hard to win when one team scores one point in 10 minutes. Yeah, Auburn didn't do their job. I think they lost the second half 52-20. to 20. So they got sm- <laughs> they literally... I literally like, <laughs> that's brutal. No, no, it was that it was it was that uh, it was that crazy. It was, There's some great games tonight though. Look at these right, games. Tonight, at tonight's o'clock. a basketball fans uh, dream. I'm with you. Like this is so much better than the tournament right now. You have Kansas State taking on Kansas. That's amazing. Clemson and Virginia, awesome. Duke, North Carolina, legendary. Even like West Virginia, Texas Tech's amazing. Butler, Villanova. Like these are all wicked games. Even in the late night hours, UCLA, Arizona, solid game. Oregon, USC, I can deal with. It's going to be a battle. It's going to be, it's a wicked night. You called it. This pre tournament stuff, way better than the real thing. And then you've got the NBA tonight, which is just over the top as well with high profile matchups, including the best team in the NBA right now, the number one ranked team. In the Western Conference, and no, it's not the Golden State Warriors. It's the Houston Rockets taking on. And this is great because they, you know, they're taking the one seed in the West. The Raptors are the one seed in the East, obviously, uh, right now. Uh, the Houston Rockets have the best road record in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Toronto Raptors have the best home record yep. uh, in the NBA. Powers collide. It's buddy. a real clash. And, you know, once again, the Toronto Raptors not getting a lot of respect. This is the spot where I step in. I've been warning people about the Rockets, but Ken, the Rockets have been on the on the road all week. I agree. It's got to start to catch up to them a little bit right now. You've got the Raptors. They haven't played since Wednesday against the Detroit Pistons. And also didn't play great in that game. They'll be very, very ready to pounce on the Houston Rockets. I'm with you. Getting two and a half points. It's a revenge spot for the Houston Rockets. The Raptors beat them 129 to 113 uh, earlier this year in Houston as well. This is going to be a fun game tonight. I think the I think the total is a little bit too low. I like the Raptors. I think the Raptors are going to win this game, but it's only plus one twenty on a money line. Not enough to bait me when I can get plus two and a half. I if agree. It was yeah. Plus one forty or forty five, I would have said, "Ah, I'm taking the money line." Because I think they're going to win the game. Even if you want to make it a flat three, like you know what I mean. I always like to go go up a number from yes. two and a half to three, and I'll deal with that yeah. situation. But if it they lose, they probably need lose by eight or nine. I agree. You know, and, and, and and is the, it really going to come down to the final shot? Probably maybe? not. I always do that though. I, I just don't like to, to look at half numbers. I'd rather have whole numbers. And I'm with you. I think uh, the Raptors are going to win tonight. Houston's on the road. I like the situation. For Toronto, you're right. Disrespected. I thought that line would be maybe Toronto minus one and a half. Yeah, but uh, the the Rockets. Yeah, but uh, that's the thing. The Rockets are hotter than they're, <laughs> they're hotter than uh, than uh, Merrill's Play Studio. They're on fire. Yeah. What what, what can you say about uh, about the Rockets uh, right now? They can't be stopped. But one team can stop them. The Raptors can, and they're deep. Raptors very deep. Twenty seven and five on their home court. I like it. DeMar DeRozan's just killing it right now. He that is. that play against the Detroit Pistons at the end of the game was absolutely epic. Tonight's game is going to be just off the hook. The cheapest ticket right now in Toronto for this game to get in tonight. How much do you think it is, Cab, to get in on StubHub right now? Cheapest ticket. Just StubHub in the nosebleeds. Uh, I'm thinking 280 bucks for nosebleeds. Well, that's a very man. You you go to so many games. You're you're bang on. Did I hit it? Two hundred eighty-nine dollars. Wow. Oh my god! I won the showcase. Yeah, you win the tickets. <laughs> I wish That'd I won. The, yeah, I'd love to go tonight. The funny Me thing, too. You know what the best is? I go to the Pistons games, and I go, I go to see like the, the Grizzlies and the Pistons. Let's just say when I get offered tickets, it's never the Rockets. It's never the Golden State Warriors. No, <laughs> it's kind of like the. I might, I might get a Denver Nuggets every now and then, but I don't get the upper tier. Cam, okay, I went to, uh, I went to one Montreal Canadiens game a week. 
every year as a kid. Every, like, yeah, seriously, that's every nice. year. Yeah, you're loving it. I swear to God, man. I never saw like the Boston the Bruins, or, the like, Leafs, the, the Black. No. <laughs> like I think I saw the Washington Capitals like forty-four times. Like I don't, I don't know. Like I realized because I was a kid, my grandfather would take me. Cause my grandfather, we played for them, but he had season tickets uh, for them as well through his work. Um, pretty good too. Right center ice, first row. Love that. Love being at center in the Blues though. So the upper yep. section, but it wasn't that high up. It was perfect. Good viz. Yeah, great, uh, great. So then I sort of realized, now I'm older, I realized, yeah, because I was a kid. He took me to see the crappy teams, right? Yeah, exactly. He's giving the good tickets to the clients. <laughs> and, you know right. what I mean? The clients get the Bruins tickets. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at the games I've been to this year. I've I met seen... Punch Black as a kid. Really? Was he, was he nice to you? The Montreal, no, no, he was just funny. My grandfather got pissed. I was like seven years old, eight years old, and the Montreal Canadiens were beating, uh, were beating the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, like uh, 3 nothing or something like that at the time. And I met Punch Imlach in between periods. And uh, he goes, hey, how you doing? I said, oh, great game. Canadians are just killing those Sabres. And uh, he gave me a real dirty really? look. Yeah, yeah. He said, he sort of <laughs> to a kid. kid. Yeah, he sort of, and he was like, he goes, the Sabres aren't out of this yet, kid, son, type thing. <laughs> My grandfather's like, sorry, sorry. My grandfather's like, hey, he's a general manager of the Sabres. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a kid. I don't know who Punch Imlach is. Some guy with a hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. You didn't know he's with the Sabres. I'm sad, but I swear to God, man, I saw the Washington Capitals, man, Like, but really bad days, Cam. Like 1976, 1977. Yeah, like when they were They won horrible. like seven games and stuff. Even before like the Rod Langway days, like they, yeah, were, yeah, like, yeah, they yeah. were just awful they back then. They only got good, actually. It's funny you say that. They got good when the Canadians traded Brian Engelblum. Yeah, Brian, Brian Engelblum, yep. Well, great, great uh, hair, eh? the mullet. That down. guy's got a lid. <laughs> You're right. He's got a lid. Like, when you, I don't know what you made of. I don't know what the deal is. Is it hockey hair or is it turkey? No, man. The guy played hockey in the <laughs> 70s. Man. He can't have a full head of hair like this. It's like, a, I don't know. It's a professional weave. Like, it's very well done. Whoever whoever does his hair, it's high end. These hockey guys, they love their. They love the, the mullets and the dudes. Yeah, like, Barry like, Melrose. Oh, yeah. Rod Duguay. When you when you run into like a New York, that Dude, guy's a legend. He squawks into Dude, a strip Duguay's club. Duguay's got the perm. Yeah, he does. He still has like a rock and roll perm. Like he, he's in Twisted Sister. You know what he looks like? <laughs> he looks like uh, he'd be in Journey in the seventies. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Hey, Duguay's still got skills. Don't stop believing. Believe Although uh, I am starting to uh, not believe in Kentucky uh, right now. I need some damn points in this basketball game. And Kentucky goes on a little bit of a run to end the first half, actually. 30-23. to 23. 30 they're, they're, up 23. Thir- they're up 30-23? Yeah, they went on a little spurt because it was a little closer, but the in-game total just uh, plummeted. It was it was 134 the start of the game. I've got the over. It's now 121 and a half. Yeah, it looks low. Only 53 points in the first half. Yeah. Let's see. You need, now you need, you as you talk about, a really clean ride. You need a perfect ride. So tonight in the NBA, the Raptors and, and uh, the Rockets, great game. We'll be breaking this game down uh, throughout the program. Not the only high-profile matchup uh, tonight, though. The Golden State Warriors take on the Portland Trailblazers. Damian Lillard's like one of the hottest players in the association right now. We'll break it down from a DFS perspective with the Tony Sincata at six. Uh, but uh, Steph Curry's going to be out for a couple yep. of games. Landed very awkwardly last night. On his ankle, of course, like two minutes into the game. Yep, great. <laughs> How's everyone's lineups doing? Cam, I put together an $8 entry last night, single-game entry on DraftKings. Eight bucks. Got Steph Curry. Guy gets hurt. 
two minutes. Yeah, it's over. It's a, yeah, that's 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 the thing. For the man. record, I didn't get T.J. Warren out of those lineups. I oh, you I did? No, I could, it wouldn't could, let it. Mean. Oh, I thought you when I look when we looked at the color change, I thought that meant meant you're in. I guess it means nothing. I put ten dollars on that lineup head to head. I don't get T.J. Warren in, and I still won. Really? Wow. I still won the double up somehow. With without a guy. Yeah. One I, I won with seven guys. That's amazing. That's how good I am. Yeah. <laughs> That's a handicap special right there. No, it? I was so mad. Yeah. I was like, you got so when that happened, I thought I was out. Remember you saw I was like, I got Carmelo Anthony out in for, for TJ Ward. You're like Andre the Giant but fighting I three midgets. Like you don't yeah. need you don't need you don't need to fight yeah. three but people. I, but I didn't get it in. After I saw I didn't get it in, I was so pissed. And I'm like, God, that's great. And you even saw me load up. I know. I was like, yeah. that's the first day. No, I'm like, I lose. Like, you were very, very aggressive to get those then, in. And then later in the night, I take Steph Curry in my lineup for 10 bucks, and he gets hurt in the second damn play. Wow. Snake bit. At least you won with one less guy. That's impressive. Yeah, somehow I still, uh, yeah, I still won the double up. Steve Merrill joins us next. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Hey now, it's Friday. Friday. Which means many of you are happy. I absolutely loathe a Friday. Yep. The weeks just kind of blend into each other. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I don't really uh, feel as angry as I normally do on today's uh, Friday, even though things aren't going great with the games uh, right now. Not quite as uh, beaten down. Like you yeah, said, every day is the same, you, right? You found your zen moment there. Yeah, no, you might have had a good sleep late yesterday, too. Actually, and you shaved. You don't look as uh, mean. When you got that six, yeah. when you got that shadow going, I'm looking at you sometimes going, holy geez, this guy looks like he wants to uh, pop somebody. Yeah, I shaved. I still, <laughs> Where's I still the do. money? Where's the money? I still do, but uh, yeah, I shaved like uh, you know 12 years off my look. You do. Like, yeah, it's, it's amazing how much younger you look when you shave. Just like uh, Steve Merrill. He doesn't age. No. He, he, <laughs> Benjamin Button. He's going in yeah, reverse. Steve, Steve looked the same for the last 20 years. <laughs> Steve Merrill joins us. ProSportsInfo.com, one of the covers experts. What's up, Steve? I can still take both of you at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> mess with me. I don't know, Steve. I like our chances. Yeah, Ken's a pretty big guy. <laughs> I'm quick. Oh, you're quick, very quick. And when we I'm fight dirty, head head with the bigger guy. That's true. We're like Homer Simpson <laughs> when he fought when, <laughs> when he fought the adopted guy. Little sand in the eye, like all the dirty tricks. To, yeah, he did. We don't care. We'll, we'll we'll fight dirty. We'll fight dirty. <laughs> all right, uh, Steve. So crazy games. Uh, big big night in basketball tonight, uh, collegiately, but a huge night in the NBA. 
uh, this evening. Houston Rockets and the Toronto Raptors, uh, two best teams in the league uh, right now, going head-to-head, number one in the East versus number one in the West. Intriguing game. Uh, we've got the uh, the Golden State Warriors, who suddenly, for the first time in a long time, don't have home court advantage in the Western Conference playoffs that the playoffs uh, started uh, today. And then you got the Cleveland Cavaliers and the L.A. Clippers uh, tonight. Cavaliers got a win as uh, three-point, uh, three-and-a-half-point underdogs the other night uh, in Denver. Now they get the Clippers tonight. But the question is, can the Cavs string together two consecutive games where they play well, Steve? That's the big key, isn't it? Yeah, and we're finally getting to a point here where these teams have been back now for, you know, a week and a half or so since the All-Star break, um, two weeks now. So it's starting to come back into norm. It's very difficult to handicap the NBA, not only the week before the break, but I think even more so the week or two after, as it's almost like, you know, a break in the season. Uh, you almost have to hit the reset button. And now we're starting to see these teams kind of come back into form. Uh, one thing that's jumped out to me is how bad some of the defenses have been. Teams like the Bulls, for example, playing absolutely no defense since the break. Uh, I think that's something you have to keep an eye on. Uh, the Cavaliers, a team you mentioned, I think that's the real X-factor team for me. They had probably, what was it, a 3-17 and 17 point spread run at one point this season, one of the worst I've ever seen in recent history. Um, obviously underachieving for the most part. Um, overall this season, they're now 38-26. and 26. They're still just one game up above 500 on the road this year. This is still the favorite to win the Eastern Conference, and they're only 16-15 and 15 away from home. So for me, it's really to see what happens with the Cavs the next couple of weeks. Do they start to put it into that mode where they, you know, they flip the switch, they get ready for the postseason, or do they kind of keep going through the motions because they've been a huge money burner. They're now 21-42 and 42 against the spread on the season. Steve, over uh, Gabe and I were talking about the Houston-Toronto game, best in the West versus best in the East, an amazing game. The Raptors a little bit disrespected with the spread getting two and a half at home, but we all know Houston's the hottest team going right now. But something that we were catching our eye, the total looks like a little bit low at 221. You know Houston can fill it up in Toronto. Uh, the, the Rockets might have problems stopping the Raptors' uh, first unit scoring there. 221 seems a little bit low. What's your opinion on Houston and Toronto? Yeah, I keep looking for a reason to fade the Rockets. Uh, I've tried a few times without success recently. Uh, most recently, it was actually Wednesday night with the Bucks. I thought that was a good spot to fade Houston. It was a non-conference game. Rockets were traveling without rest after beating Oklahoma City on the road the night before, yet they still come out and win by 11 and cover. So Houston has been on a roll. Uh, this is a team that's now covered six of their last seven. Uh, they've won 15-plus straight going back you know, to late January. Um, very difficult to fade them in this price range because they haven't lost a game in a month and a half. I understand that. Um, but like you said, Toronto's still a dangerous squad. This is a Toronto team that's only lost once since February 1st. Best, best um, so I do think they qualify the as live dog tonight. Exactly. Best, yeah, I mean, this best, is a team that's 27-5 at home getting points. Yeah, getting yeah, points tonight. Now, listen, so yeah. Houston, Houston are the best road team in the NBA, 26-7, and seven, but the Raptors, 27-5. and five. It is a revenge spot from earlier in the year, Steve. The Raptors uh, beat them up pretty good in Houston, one twenty nine, one thirteen. I'm, you know, I hear what you're saying. I was on. I took the Denver Nuggets. When was that? Was that on Sunday night or last Sunday against uh, the Houston Rockets? The spread was four and a half. I bought a half point up to five. I was lucky. I got the push. That's right. And then I took the Utah Jazz. Yeah, it was two weeks ago. And I took the Utah Jazz on a Monday night, thinking, "Oh man, they're going back to back from Denver to Utah." And I lost, and that was the last time that I start. I stopped uh, messing with the Houston Rockets. And you warned me about Milwaukee. They smoked the Bucks too when I took the Bucks. Yeah, get in front of but these Milwaukee. Guys. Milwaukee's not Toronto. Toronto really is one of the better teams in the NBA. I think this is the spot. I'm not promising Steve the Raptors win tonight, but I think this is the better spot to go against uh, Houston. They've been on the road all week. They've been on the road for a couple of weeks. It seems for the most part, actually. 
Uh, I think it catches up to them uh, tonight. We the North, Steve. We the North. Yeah, and after this game on um, on S- Sunday will be their seventh road game out of the last eight. This is their sixth out of the last seven. They're at Dallas on Sunday. I was with you, Gabe, on that Utah game. That was back on February 26th. Back-to-back altitude set. I like the Jazz as well. Yeah, and we guess what? The Rockets, as you said. Well, yeah, but guess what? Going into that... Four and forty over the last decade and a half teams in that situation. Only four out of forty-four times did a team win both games in Denver and Utah on back-to-back nights. So that's just how crazy what Houston is doing right now, what they're doing. But Toronto has a better field goal percentage offense and defense this year compared to the Rockets, and they're a home dog. So you know, hey, we'll see what happens. But I think the value is definitely with Toronto. It'll be a fun game. Uh, a lot of, lot of short numbers tonight. Take a look at these games, like one point. One, the Cleveland and Clippers, Portland and Golden State, Houston, two and a half after Toronto. Like a very, very low spreads tonight, competitive games for a change. It's nice. Well, there's a lot of evenly matched uh, teams exactly. playing this evening. You mentioned it, Steve. There's not a lot of defense. All the games that are higher scoring, I think they go over the number. Uh, Cavaliers and Clippers, totals 229 and a half. No reason it doesn't get there. The Lakers-Nuggets game. It should get there as well. Um, you know, that, you're not. You're going to let two twenty nine and a half scare you off, Gabe. No, that that should get there. That is a little bit of uh, interpretation. Even the Wizards and the Pelicans. No Anthony Davis, uh, but that should be a track meet uh, here this evening. Rockets game at uh, two twenty one. Yeah, I'll be pulling the trigger on some overs tonight, guys, without a doubt. So, what about the over, Steve, in in the Duke North Carolina game? It used to just be an automatic over when these two teams played, but. Is it going to get there? It's a little bit high. I'd like it if it was a little bit uh, lower. Let me get the updated uh, one right now. Is it uh, 58, 56 and a half? Uh, what, what do you make of this uh, game with Duke laying four, uh, Steve, to the Tar Heels? Yeah, it'd be interesting to see if they both run tonight because if Virginia beats Clemson, which they should, as an eight-point favorite in the game before, of course, when this game tips off, we'll know if they're playing Virginia in the finals or not. Um, they're not going to get that pace against the Cavaliers. It'll be a bad matchup for either Duke or North Carolina in the finals if they get Virginia um, because Duke and North Carolina like to push the tempo. So for that reason, maybe they run a little bit more tonight than normal. You know, you would think teams would want to conserve energy having to play again the next day in the finals, but I think the pace could be pretty fast here. And, of course, it's the third time they've played this season. Um, Duke what lost on the road at North Carolina, 160 was a total. That total was 168.5, by the way. And then the rematch, just 138 points scored. That total was 160. So, yes, both games went under, but this line is now anywhere from 4 to 12 points lower than the regular season over-under in each meeting. Hey, Steve, what hey, we talk about Clemson and Virginia and the Wahoos. Hey, man, these guys are on fire. This should be a good game. And you talk about this total, 117.5. That's Virginia style, though. They can play that game. They can absolutely shut you down. Their defense is uh, legit. That seems very, very low. I know my buddy Gabe, he's got that uh, trigger figure for the overs. I usually blindly bet it yeah. over if it's this low. It's low, but, but it's it, it could go under. It could end up being a 50, 58, 54 type yeah. game. What do you make of this one, Steve? Yeah, Clemson likes a half-court game just as much. In fact, they play below average tempo, and they give up less than 41% shooting this season. So this is also one of the better defensive teams in the ACC. Obviously, Virginia, the best defense in the ACC, and that's why they've dominated the conference this year is because a lot of these teams, as I mentioned, like Duke and North Carolina, they don't like to play that style. Clemson, I think, will be a little bit more comfortable with it. And these teams did play in Virginia back on January 23rd. 61-36, so 97 points were scored, and that total was 119.5. So if history repeats itself, it should be a low-scoring game. 
Steve, I don't like to get in front of the Kansas Jayhawks, uh, what they did. I, I got a little bit bold with Oklahoma State. That was a real big mistake there. But now uh, K-State, what a game they played against TCU. The game went to overtime. They really grinded it out. It looked like they could have lost that game. They made some shots down the stretch. What do you think of uh, the Battle of Kansas? we got K-State taking on the Jayhawks. The Jayhawks are laying 7.5 with a 141 total. This should be a real, real good basketball game. Yeah, of course, Kansas kind of, you know, slept walked their way through the final few weeks because they clinched the Big 12 with over a week to go. Um, probably don't have to do too much in this tournament, although, you know, number one seed is on the line. If they lose this game outright here, I think it would hurt them. Um, otherwise, they advance today. I think everything's kind of locked up for Kansas. So that worries me a little bit because I almost feel like teams in this situation sometimes are better off not winning all these conference tournament games. You can really say the same thing about Virginia. I think Virginia's probably locked into a one seed, even if they were to lose. Now, if they win tonight, they're definitely locked in. Um, so I think Kansas State has a little bit more to play for here at a 22-10 and 10 record. Definitely could uh, to move up a little bit in the tournament. Um, both these teams are solid at both ends of the court. They both can put some points up. They both shoot well. They both shoot over 47% from the field. Uh, the Jayhawks are much better from three-point range, and as often decides these college basketball games nowadays is that three-point shot. And I think Kansas is just more likely to make them tonight. Uh, Steve Merrill uh, with us. All right, Steve, we got uh, Grand Canyon tonight against uh, Utah Valley. And I told people about Grand Canyon years ago. Do you still have stock in Grand Canyon? No, no, I didn't get it. Oh. Uh, I told people about this, what, it was 26 bucks, 26 27 bucks a share. Uh, right now, it's going at about 105. Oh my God! A share, and they actually brought in more revenue than the Dallas Cowboys did uh, last year. Wow! They're a per, per, uh, for-profit university. Uh, they all are, but at least they admit it. Um, you know, at least they they actually exactly. admit it, right? It's owned by Wall Street hedge fund. It's it's an interesting interesting situation. Um, and, you know, so we know. Listen, their enrollment's going to go crazy if they get into the tournament. That's what puts teams over the top. Like, look at VCU's enrollment went up like two hundred percent after they started getting good at basketball. Taking on Utah Valley uh, tonight on ESPN three, uh, Steve should be an interesting one and sort of like a stock gambling watch here because if Grand Canyon makes it to the tournament, their stock's going to skyrocket, Steve, guaranteed, and it's already pretty high. Is Dan Marley still the coach? Yes, yes. For Grand Canyon? Yeah, yeah. he was there. I know yeah. when they started up a couple of years ago when they went to Division One. Um, so, yeah, it shows. I mean, they do they do approach this like a business. You know, they get the next NBA guy in there. Um, it's a smart move. Uh, they're actually a pretty good defensive team. They give up only 40% shooting for the season. Not a great offense. They're pretty mediocre. Um, Utah Valley State actually shoots 48%. So Utah Valley State has a huge offensive edge in this game. Uh, Grand Canyon is going to have to probably try to slow it down a little bit, but that's not always the style they play. So I actually like Utah State Valley, Utah Valley State in this one. I, I think they outscore Grand Canyon, but that would be a great story. It would be kind of fun to watch. All right, Steve, let's get to some NASCAR. We're going to Phoenix uh, right now. Uh, last year, it was Martin Truex Jr. that dominated the circuit. Early so far this year, it's been Kevin Harvick. And, of course, we know about Kevin Harvick's dominance uh, in Phoenix. Uh, but the odds. <laughs> what, two to one? Yeah, the, the odds. Uh, the numbers oh, aren't great uh, here for Kevin Harvick if you want to bet on him. But he's been the guy to beat. i got to be honest with you. Kyle Busch is the guy that uh, I'm looking at uh, this week to step up. Wouldn't shock me if Harvick won. But I, I think Kyle Busch uh, gets it done here this week. What, what's your take on the race? 
Yeah, the big news that came out this week is that Harvick has a pretty severe uh, penalty from the win last week in Vegas. Um, his, his back windshield was loose, gave him a little bit better aerodynamics, some of the uh, spoilers on the side of the car, different material apparently. But the bottom line is they took away all his victory points for the chase, his two-stage wins and the winning points. Had he not wanted Atlanta lat the week before, that race went in Vegas last week would not have qualified him in the chase. That's how serious the penalties were. His car chief, not his crew chief, but his car chief has been suspended for two races. Um, this reminds me a lot, Gabe, of what happened to Joe Logano last year in Richmond. That yep. win was negated. He never won again, did not even make the chase. And then as you remember, Gabe, we talked about this quite often. He was awful after that. He was outside the top 20 for most races for the next couple months. So I definitely think – Kevin Harvick had an edge, and I think NASCAR realizes it because those are pretty harsh penalties this week. And for that reason, I would maybe look to leave him off your card this week. Now, obviously, if he runs like he did the last two weeks, he can win this race, but I think some funny business was going on. He got called out on it. It's going to be very interesting to see how he does going forward. First practice session today, he was only 12th fastest, so we'll see what happens. Kevin Harvick not happy. He says social media pressure led to the, the penalty. <laughs> Kevin Harvick says he doesn't think uh, he received an appropriate penalty uh, for the violations uh, found against him. He's saying it's not deliberate, but that's uh, so did O.J. Simpson, right, Steve? I tell you what, you know, it's like last year I kept waiting for the Toyotas, you know, to have a penalty because they were so much faster, but all of them were fast. Um, Harvick was faster than all the Fords, everybody else on the track the last couple weeks, and he wasn't quite that dominant last year. So it does make you wonder if something was going on there. And um, it's interesting because Joey Logano was in a Ford last year when it happened, and he dropped off the pace for the rest of the season. We'll see what happens. I want to see his practice times. The problem with Kevin Harvick, though, is that he often doesn't do really well in the practice times and can still dominate. Exactly. So it's going to be tricky to handicap the race this week for that reason. You know, it's interesting, though. Kevin Harvick, so when he says he blames social media, he says it's because of, uh, of the pictures that are taken and are on social media. Kevin Harvick says it's just like 20 cars that could have been in violation of the same rear windshield rule. Uh, that he got nailed for, uh, but there were just pictures of him all over Twitter with it, and that that's why he got caught. <laughs> that, that seems like BS to me. I don't know. I think they they're all. It seems to be a common thing here. I mean, they're all they're all trying to cut corners yeah, right? yeah. as hey, much as possible. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, Gabe. Yeah. So he loses his he loses his twenty points, Steve. It's interesting. You're right. Logano hasn't won a damn yeah. race since that happened. Yeah, he wasn't even competitive for a while after that. Yeah, and Harvick not only lost all those championship points, but 20 is a huge blow. Had he not won at Atlanta, he would not be in the chase right now. That win, That's how big of a penalty it was. They basically took the win away from him. So I think NASCAR is making a statement here. Obviously, they probably went overboard a little bit to make a statement, but it, this I think they feel like it helped give him an edge. So we're going to have to be very careful with him in the next few races. Thanks for the time, Steve. Thanks, guys. This is Steve Merrill uh, with us. I think uh, from everything that we just heard, it's probably a good reason to stay away from, from Kevin, Kevin Harvick. Harvick. I like Kyle Busch this week. Kevin Harvey looks like a trustworthy guy. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Thing with Kevin, never his fault. Have you ever wanted to have a fantasy expert in the palm of your hand? Or better yet, in the pocket of your khakis? Well, check it out. Now you can. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Download it now to your phone. We promise no weird viruses, no strange tracking things. Just 24 hours a day, seven days a week of pure fantasy knowledge dropping all over your head. It's the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. Stop being a weirdo and streaming it online. Get it on your phone. Take it with you everywhere you go.
decisions ready to raise a radio fantasy sports radio network don't forget on uh, monday we're gonna have a complete uh, college of basketball march madness breakdown craig carton mike blewett greg sussman black jack fletcher and uh me morency the king of the rage be a stepping up and in breaking it down. Nice. I can't wait for the tournament, buddy. I can, we can't wait. We're going to be there. It's going to be awesome. But I we'll be in Las Vegas. We won't be at the tournament. No, no. I'd rather, Vegas, there's so many other things. We can go hit the horse book well, watch the Where games. would you rather be? At uh, at the arena in Buffalo? At the Key Bank uh, Center? I've done it before, too. I, I told you. I, I've been I've been down to the Buffalo Regionals tons of times. <laughs> I'll never forget. They this. don't serve beer at the No, and it was a disaster. We went down there, and we thought it was going to be a big party. I just remember two goons. One guy was cheering for, I remember it was the old Seton Hall team with Samuel Dellenbear from Montreal. I remember Biggs, we called them stilts, versus the Oregon Ducks. And some guys had crazy money at these two goons there. And they were like, literally got into a huge fist fight <laughs> after that. Seton Hall hit a running layup. It was Shaheen Holloway, one of the best college players ever. He hits a running layup to beat Ernie Kent's uh, Oregon Ducks. And people went ballistic in the stand. The only people who were there were kids and people who bet on the game. It was so empty. And that's, exactly. an, and that's another thing, people. You got to love the tricks that they do on TV. They make it look so filled. We were in Buffalo. There was nobody there. It was like literally like empty sections and whatever, but they film low where all the band is and whatever. They can't show all the emptiness. They only like three things in Buffalo. All right. Chicken wings, Buffalo Bills, Buffalo Sabres, and uh, beating each other up yeah. in the parking yeah, lot. Yeah, so four things and, and wings. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, true. They're, they're down with wings, too. And pizza. You figure they'd be defensive about the wing thing. They'd just say there's more to us than wings, but they actually embrace it. Well, they should. They, their wings are fantastic, too. And I like the way they you know what they like the, the way they do wings in Buffalo. Other places, you get the styrofoam. No, they don't screw around. They get you a huge pizza box, and they just throw them in. They're like, <laughs> come on. And I've always noticed Buffalo wings, are they're always a good size. You know what you're getting when you get there. It doesn't matter if you go to Anchor Bar or this bar. Like, you can't go to Buffalo. You can't serve for a small That's the thing. Buffalo. Like, Buffalo, there's, it's such a cutthroat industry, the chicken wing industry. Like, you can't go to a loser bar and go, wow, these wings are so small. You'll get laughed at. There's so many good places. I don't think I've eaten anything else besides chicken wings in Buffalo. Oh, pizza. They're good, known for pizza, too. They got really good pizza. Yeah, I'll, I'll try the you. pizza next time. It's really good. I don't know what it is. Because I always figure, ah, I'll get the chicken wings. Yeah, the chicken wings are great. I'm in Buffalo. Might as well get the chicken wings. You know me. Marenzi. I love chicken wings, but I'll tell you, I don't know what it is about the food in Western New York, but it's very good. Like even when Blessing and we used to go there and I, I visit them, I know we had basically uh, bacon, eggs and a Ricola vodka at eight o'clock in the morning before we hit the horse book in West Seneca or whatever. It was an absolute madness when I went down to visit them. He tells me to meet him at a Home Depot. There's like 500 people there. I'm like getting lost. I don't know where the hell I'm going. Anyway, we had vodka for breakfast and uh, I'll tell you the food in that area is absolutely stellar. I should do a. I should do one of those things where I go to like communities and eat their food and uh, give reviews. I've been telling you this. Uh, I know for years you've been telling me this. I think we should do. Like I've been a, telling you this for the years that you should uh, have a cooking show. Yeah, a cooking show and a, and we break down the games too. We do like a gambling thing with with food. I think it's fantastic. Tailgate show. Yeah, exactly. Cam's tailgate. I love it. Ribs, wings, yeah, anything that's living, it's, and I'll, on, it's I'll, on the grill. I'll be the expert on the booze. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, you could, you could be the, yeah, you're yeah, the, yeah, like, you're yeah. the no, you are the mixologist, and yeah. I'm the food guy. Yeah, I'm like, exactly, Cam will be <laughs> there, and I'll say, you know what will go good with this? Yeah. A nice vodka smoothie, Cam. Yeah, sounds amazing. Yeah. Vodka goes good little, with everything. A little coconut, uh, coconut yogurt, some berries, and Ooh, vodka. wow. This thing actually would be lethal with vodka, but I don't like combining I don't even like drinking orange juice. Like, if you drink vodka and orange juice all night, it ruins orange juice for a while. 
You know what I mean? I don't like, I don't drink cranberry juice regularly. That's why I like vodka and cranberry juice. You drink vodka and orange juice all the time, and you're drinking orange juice. It just tastes weird you're after. Absolutely, you know what? It just changes everything. It does, because it's not that breakfast juice anymore. It's like, <laughs> that's what happened when I was lying you on the floor last night. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So you know what I do with that, though? That's a great point, because screwdrivers get old real quick. Like, so. I don't want to ruin my no. smoothie taste no, if you, like, by putting vodka in if you turn it, even in, though I know it would be good. <laughs> if you turn it into a booze smoothie, it changes everything you've done, like all the positives with the spinach or whatever. Now you're sitting there 4 o'clock in the morning going, What's up? Yeah, you, you, it's not the same. It's not the same. So you know what you do, Gabe? I'll tell you what I do with vodka. I get sick of screwdrivers, too. One thing you got to do, two, two things change it. Ginger ale. So you go vodka, orange with a little bit of ginger on the top. It helps your stomach, too. Gives you the ability to drink more. Or soda. But I know you're not a soda guy, so I think vodka, orange, and ginger would be your uh, night drink. I got to tell you though, vodka goes with everything. Oh, it does. I love vodka. The, I always like, have a bottle of vodka. At home. I don't. I don't know like what vodka doesn't go with. You know, like if you're in a pinch, like no, I know people drink vodka dude, Pepsi. Like you know what I mean. Usually it's yeah, it. usually it's like vodka and I only something do that else. like if I'm hammered at yeah. four in the morning. I mean, I'm in the fridge. I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, so a little RC and yeah. vodka here. You know what's great with vodka that you wouldn't think? Root beer. Oh, root root beer and vodka is a real winner too. Cream soda. That's, oh yeah, you got me. You know what? I wish I never remember we went to that uh, playoff game. You got me hooked on those uh, vodka cream sodas. Now those root, I always pick one up at the store. I have two of them in the fridge. Those I, I know I. I've been eyeing them. Those things, uh, that's from that day. Oh, really? I, I was an animal. That we, we, Gabe and I, basically, we went to this football game. We crushed, like, four tall boys in a few minutes. Like, they just, catch just up wait, on you, those things. They don't know what they're? Creeper. Yeah, you're right. They're very creepy. They taste creepy. just like cream soda. The sugar content gets you going a little bit ballistic. <laughs> it's a real diabetes drink. Yeah. It's, it's like a, a big king can of, like, this pink cream soda, but there's vodka in it. And it's like there's a it's, lot of vodka. Like you, you it's you, delicious. Yeah, and it's loaded with vodka. Like the first couple of sips, you're like, ooh, that's pretty strong. Yeah, I know. It kind of <laughs> and you know me, Gabe. Like I can drink with the best yeah, of it. Comes, it. I was like, that's a real good punch right there. I know. I think it was Bruce Chad who said he actually pours a little bit more cream soda in just to tone it down a bit. Really? Wow. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, how much are those things per can? What are they? Three eighty. They're, uh, it's a really good deal when you're really three bucks a can. Yeah. Only. Well, actually, that is a steal at that price. Think about it. So I, six, yeah, but six of them's eighteen bucks. No, but well, I go to the liquor store and I picked up a few tall boys of like Budweiser and stuff. They're two dollars and seventy five cents a can. You're telling me that vodka based drink is only twenty five cents more? That's value. You know shopping. what my Saturday night routine was in the summer when I was doing the Saturday night uh, party podcast? Yeah, I would uh, drink eight. I drink eight of the, the cream sodas. That's a lot of sugar. And uh, two <laughs> bottles of wine. Oh, wow. You really mean <laughs> it. We are pre-diabetic. <laughs> yeah, I'd be all right with the cream soda. Like when we went to the football game with Florio, I drank vodka ice, actually, because mm. it paces you. What, just vodka on, on the rocks? No, the, the Smirnoff vodka ice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those are those guys, they got a lot of sugar in them, too. You got to get Very, the, very sugary, but. You're not a light guy. You would never get the light. What, light beer? No, vodka, the one that light without the sugar. It's no, like diet. I don't like diet light. Nor do I. That's the problem. So when I go is all there anything in. Work, man, I bought, like, uh, I bought the light peanut butter by accident. It's a mistake. Month. I know. Get the regular Jeff or a quality brand. I told you. You and I did, too, is a big mistake, Cam. I think I might have thrown it out. I should have given it to you because you'll eat anything. I will. Please don't throw it anything. Like, if yeah. you have a question of the thing before I leave, just ask if I want it because I'll, I'll usually take yeah, it. Yeah, I tried to buy some Smucker strawberry jam. Oh, I like Smuckers. 
I bought Smucker strawberry jelly. Oh yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. What's the deal with jelly? I don't know. It's thicker. And, and, you know, and why do people want jelly? I don't know. They're losers. I like jam. And I'll tell you another thing. Don't get the one. Don't pissed. get the. And, and stuck, don't get the light one. I, Dude, stuck, it sucks. I stuck the fork and I opened. I'm like, uh, it's just. It started shaking. Yeah, it's almost. Know what it's like? It looked like Phil Mickelson's breast. Yeah, it did. It's like. It's like. Yeah, it's like Phil's breast like, parlayed with the. It's not jam. It's. It's like that cranberry jelly that you put in the thing. You know, people have it uh, for Thanksgiving. Just put it ahead. See, that's the funny thing, because I'm a big fan of vodka and cranberry yeah. juice, but I don't like cranberries like with turkey and stuff. No, like you that. just like the liquid cranberry form. Yeah, yeah. that's why I'd be the lickologist on, on the show. <laughs> <laughs> lickologist, mixologist, Mixo- whatever you call it. The liquorologist. <laughs> the liquorologist. Yeah, those cream sodas are amazing, though. Good, good call. I'm glad you got me on those. Great find. I'm going to take you. Uh, we'll go out for a drink in uh, in Vegas. Yes. And I'll take you uh, to the best drink that, uh, that I found, actually, in the city. It's at Vince Neal's Bar. Really? Yeah. And it's very, very similar, actually, to to, uh, to the smoothies. It's got, like, coconut, and it's one of those sort of, like, fruity Vegas. I know what it drinks. is. It's a daiquiri. No, it's not a daiquiri. I'll find the... Uh, I'll find the name here. We'll find it. Let's see. Vince Neal's. Probably got uh, crushed ice, a uh, little bit of uh, maybe some mango or some pineapple in there. Uh, Vince vodka. bar. Lots of good stuff. Circus Circus. Oh, it's at, his bar is at Circus Circus? Yeah. I didn't know that. Well, it's not going to be, we're not going to be too far from there. Then. It's right beside the sports book. Amazing. That's perfect. I actually, uh, I, I like, I, I know where I like to go, though, in Old Vegas down the strip and get those big footballs filled with booze and kind of. You know, stagger around a little bit. That's fun. Vince Neal owns businesses like all over the city type of thing. He owns a strip club. He owns a bunch of tattoo parlors. And he owns that bar in Circa Circus, which I, I, I had no idea he owned that bar. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a Motley Crue bar, though. It's not like an all-out metal bar or anything like that. You discovered it when you were uh, when you were living there, I guess, one day, right? You were just sitting there going, what the hell is going on here? Because you lived in that place for a while. I've only lived at the El Cortez. Kind of a shocker that uh, Vince, Vince Neal's uh, website uh, is an opening. It's not, it's not working. <laughs> That's no, just, I don't have a computer either, so just, I'm just coming, just, o- I'm just just coming over to you. Here. That's right. <laughs> There's nothing. It's just blank. Thanks for trying, buddy. (laughs) That's great. Good old Vince. He does a lot of things. He's got his hands in a lot of pies. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah, no, he's, he's, uh, well, he was also doing that show, uh, that music search show for, um, you know, Canadian Star Search or whatever the hell it is. You know what I'm talking no, about? No, that was Nikki Six. Oh, yeah, that was. Sorry, wrong guy. Good yeah. call. Good call. It was Nikki Six. Tommy Lee just got beat up by his son the other day. His son claims it was in uh, in self-defense. So he came at him. Hey, son, you're a piece of crap. And, I uh, boom. Know. I don't know what happened there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Vince Neal. Vince Neal owns a strip club, tattoo parlor, a bunch of places. Most of his places usually sort of fizzle out and stuff, but uh, he's like a big entrepreneur in Vegas. He owned the Arena Football League team. Didn't do too good, though. No, no. And you know what's funny? I wanted to be the play-by-play guy of the team. And uh, I contacted them, and I told them, listen, I'm perfect to be the play-by-play guy to Las Vegas Arena Football League team. And uh, they called my bluff. They were they were in. 
And uh, everybody told me, listen, it's the last thing you want to do is uh, is do this. <laughs> like, you're not going to get paid. Oh, yeah, that basically, yeah, the and, checks aren't going to clear. Yeah, the checks won't clear, <laughs> and they're going to fold. All right, trust me. I was told by At like, least they gave you some good, honest advice. Yeah, there's people around the team type of thing. They were like, listen, this thing's like a... This thing's it's a, a train wreck. It's a fire. It's a shit show. Before it even started, like, they were like, listen, bro, it's Vince, like... Vince is they were all like, Vince is a good guy, but uh, this is, this is like, it's a shit show. This venture blows <laughs> they couldn't even get through the year that's so bad like they did not get through one season that's kind of embarrassing not, not to make it yeah we shouldn't talk as uh, horse owners we've had our own issues but no but if you're gonna buy into the arena football league at least you got to get through the damn year like he stopped paying people like mid-season type hey, of thing. Hey, hey, another thing like, stop, and you stop being did. so hard on it you you also, we're, we're not vince neal he hey. stopped answering like the, he just stopped taking the calls that's when you know it's like the like end of a Ponzi scheme. Like, I'm out of here. Like he didn't show up, and he was exactly. like Vince was just not around. Suddenly, he's not <laughs> signing checks anymore. He yeah, he's gone. He's absent. It's funny, which ghost. leads us into remember Mike Piazza, similar situation. Oh, yeah. Mike Piazza just flipped out yesterday in Italy. He bought into an Italian soccer club. Uh, Mike Piazza. How much money did he put into it? I don't know, like four or five million. I think eh, it's a chunk of change. I don't know. Like he bought a team in Italy. He doesn't even know how to speak Italian. <laughs> This guy sitting there like just because your name's Piazza doesn't make you Italian, right? Well, you'd think. Yes, I don't know. There's some deal going on with the co-owners there, and well, his uh, press conference that we saw, he went he, ballistic. He was pounding on the oh, table, but it was great. He was like, "I put four million dollars of my own my own money into this thing." You know, I, where are you guys playing? I'm taking you to the tournaments. He's going off. I'm trying to win, and then he'd sit back and they'd have like an interpreter. There was like these two hot Italian chicks. <laughs> He's like, you can tell them to go F themselves. Then he kicked back. She translated. It might be as it might get whacked uh, out there. That's a really good point, actually. I never really thought about that. Like, they're like you, the, you can't the, hired, really, the hired goons are real there. Yeah, like from Piazza, I, I, I would try to get back to America right yeah, now. that's right. It's safer there. Because no one's ever been <laughs> shot in the United States before. Knock, knock. Who's there? Nice hired goons. Yeah. yeah. Hired goons. <laughs> hired goons. Oh, come on, Fat Tony. <laughs> Actually, that episode was on when uh, when Fat Tony the other night when they had the race horse and, and and Barton Homer had to make the horse have sex with the other horse or he's going to clip him. Remember that episode? It was. Uh, I'm just sitting there going, "Wow, this is kind of interesting. Uh, how our life revolves around a horse." But hey, the good news about the horse situation is, it's the horse is running Sunday, and I, I see a you lot of good. positives. I actually, I, I I'm we're an going eight to five favorite. Really? Yeah. I don't like that though. I don't like when we're the eight to five favorite. That's what it is. Uh. We're, we're an 8-5 to five favorite. I feel good about it as well, and uh, we've got a new lease on life, uh, literally and figuratively. That's yeah, true. New barn. Yeah, we're, we're sending our horse to a new barn in a new situation, but we're still going to be on the track, and uh, we'll we'll play this out, and hopefully he can start winning and his value will go up, and uh, then uh, then uh, he'll get claimed and we'll get our money back. That would be great. <laughs> Notice how our goals have changed. It's so good. Maybe he'll win a race. We'll make a little bit of money. He'll get claimed. My we'll wife, get our money back. I'd be happy with top three. So would I. I honestly. Like, I if, know, if, we're, if we're top three, I'll be like, all right, all right, that's good. We're going in the right direction. Well, it's a good start. The horse also is dealing with a lot of stuff, man. Like, you know what I mean? It's if like, we win, we get $2,000. Really? Yeah, it's a $4,000 price. Oh, and, and, and Bob Barn gets the other 2000 bucks, right? No, this one's Bobby all Barn. ours. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, oh, we, we, oh, this one. So before we make the new deal, we're all, we got this week now. You, this saw, is, you saw the receipt. Oh, that, I, yeah, I, yeah. Are you serious? That's what I'm saying. Like, if we could win, that's our check. 
So what is it? Four thousand is the purse. Yeah. So two thousand oh, to the winner. Oh, we need. We need. You're now. You. I didn't realize. I thought a thousand was going to go to the new agreement. Uh, God, so you know it, this yeah. is great. We're on our thousand to the winner. What is it? A thousand to the winner. Seven fifty in second place and uh, two thousand bucks. Really? Oh, top five. Whatever. It goes all the way down. But no, yeah, it's yeah, two, two thousand to the winner. Why two? You need top three. At least the, even third will get like seven hundred and fifty or something like it'll that. It'll take a you know it'll I mean? a payment. Yeah, I know yeah, you're coming. That from. checks better. Than nothing right now. I'm with you, but the first the first would be really good. That would take the edge off. You want to cash fat checks? Don't do it by, by getting into the horse racing. No, do it uh, by playing fantasy uh, baseball. Yes. Every season, there are thousands of players just like you to go to rotoexperts.com to help make their season a winning season. Talk strategy in a premium Roto Experts Slack channel. Get that one-on-one feeling with the winning experts. Dominate your draft. Jake Seeley, Scott the King Angle. Get a draft package. Get 20% off dailyroto.com. Go to rotoexperts.com slash MLB18. Promo code FNTSY. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions. Level 2. College basketball. The extravaganza continues. Primetime NBA matchups of the evening. Some great stuff here, basketball fans. No better time of the year than right now. Leading into a next week. Kentucky. Kentucky up 54-38 uh, right now with seven and a half minutes left. 54-38 in-game uh, number. Kentucky minus 12 and a half. We're on Kentucky minus four. That's good. That's good. What's bad is I'm on Kentucky, Georgia over 134. Not good. That's not good. In game total 121 and a half. Yeah, it, it, you, you to get there three 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 three. Like you need bombs away. You need the Bulldogs to start hitting some trays big time. I'm not getting there. No, you're not getting there. But I was trying to be poly positive there. But uh, yeah, it's going to be hard to hit that number. Hopefully, uh, Kentucky can hang on to the four. We'll lose yeah. the juice. That's, what's the old blackjack saying? Peter pays Paul, buddy. When you're playing two hands at the table, sometimes it's a straight yeah, up Yeah, but I have a, a little split. bit more on the over than I do oh, Kentucky. No, you didn't tell me that before yeah. when we started talking. Okay. Yeah. So it hasn't so been a Peter's great day. not paying Paul. No, it's kind of frustrating. I'm not sticking to what I preach, actually, uh, with the uh, always bet the same amount on each bet. Yeah, that's, that's, that's Only the, because, yeah, I put a little bit more. The VCU game pushing kind of hurt me. It's better that it didn't lose. But I lost by a half point. That would have been a nice swing. But, yeah, we talked about it earlier. All these games, guys, they come down to the wire. you gotta, you got to get used to it and hope, listen, you're going to lose a game by a point. Hopefully you win a game by yeah. a point a little bit later on. Let's bring Babano in right now. Uh, sportsmemo.com. You can watch his uh, videos over at uh, on the SBR YouTube page. Babano. Bano. What's up, Babano? 
March is that time of year, guys, where people have to sit, stand back and think just for a second that sometimes the thought processes you put into these bets are not always going to lead to the right results. The right thought processes don't always equal the right results. Look at Akron yesterday, up by 17 against Eastern Michigan, catching plus six. They end up losing the game by nine, and they were up by 17 in that game. Look at Utah Valley State, a brutal loss if you had that. Look at Boise State, had a lead most of that game. And Utah State. Look look at today, Babano. Look at VCU earlier today, inside the number. Look Look at Auburn. Auburn were up by 10 at the half. They ended up getting outscored there. It was a 25 to 1 run. <laughs> they ended up losing. So, what does this tell us? These guys are kids. Yeah, you mentioned Nothing it too. is more streaky. These are, they're not professional basketball DCU. players in the NBA. Things change. Like, when things go sour in college, they go sour. Like Virginia Tech, Notre Dame. Yeah. Virginia Tech couldn't hit it in the ocean after they got no confidence. But, Battle, we got to remember something. They're kids. Like, very few NBA teams piss away like 15, 17 point leads. It's a regular occurrence in the NCAA. It's like the big snowball rolling down the hill. You're not going to stop the thing. You're going to get run over by it. That's what happens when these college teams collapse, when momentum swings, a big lead, the confidence wanes, and it just seems that it gets worse before it gets better. Sure does. Let's, uh, Gabe, I was going to warn you before uh, when uh, Sincata comes on, you and Steam Shrimps at 6 o'clock, Babano. I think this one's on the betting card, kind of a game that's going under the radar because there's so many quality, quality games tonight. But Richmond and St. Benev- Bonaventure, we got uh, 12 and 19 team, the Richmond Spiders. St. Bonaventure's won 24. The Bonnies laying 7.5 with a total of 148.5. Babano. I warned this... you about Duquesne. Yeah, I should. Everybody. Babano liked Duquesne too. I should have. That was, uh, you warned me. Yeah, you did warn me. Are you warning me about? this game of battle what do you like richmond shot the lights out yesterday and actually they're nine and one to the over richmond the last 10 games they've shot the ball better chris mooney's team has played with a little bit more pace in their game during that time and they're they're feeling it offensively at this point in time they're averaging close to 80 points per game 52 percent shooting over their last five games so the spiders they've come alive offensively and st bonaventure when they've had extra time to rest this season boy has it been a good thing for their backcourt duo matt mobley jalen adams these two guys can flat out shoot the basketball they're going to have very well rested fresh legs on the court today i think they're going to hang some points you got to like the way richmond's going offensively right now so i like this game over 148 and a half now the first two atlantic 10 games today stayed under so we got to hope the under trend stops here but i think it will let's take a look at the mountain west uh, these games taking place in las vegas in the late night hours uh, tonight San Diego State and Nevada is going to be a big-time game. And we, we cashed the ticket last night with the Lobos. Tell you, Lobos are really starting to heat up now, man. They've won six basketball games in a row. It's amazing, guys. You know, basically two weeks ago, New Mexico were 12-14, and 14, underachieving 12-14, and 14, thinking we're not even going to be playing in the CBI. Now suddenly they're 18-14. and 14. What, a, what a crazy swing. And they believe. You know, they believe. I think they're going to win tonight against Utah State. But let's get to the first game first here. It's going to be a great one, Babano. San Diego State and Nevada throwing it down uh, here tonight. And I tell you what, San Diego State have really been on a run right now. They're on a seven-game win streak. And a impressive win against the Fresno State Bulldogs uh, yesterday. Nevada beats uh, UNLV again for the second time uh, in about a 10-day uh, span. They've been rolling as well. Uh, these two teams played each other, though, uh, last week, and uh, San Diego State escaped with a 79-74 a win. What do you make of uh, this basketball game? And to me, I'm looking at the over. I can, you know, I can understand an argument on either side. I think it's going to get there as far as the total is concerned, but I do lean with the Wolfpack. Bobano, who do you like? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the, these overs, you got to be careful with them. Now you're getting into t- games now with teams playing second and two, three, th- third game in three days. These kind of situations, the shooting legs start to give out just a little and bit. The but I think are higher. And the stakes are higher. higher. Yeah. Exactly. And it's true. I wanted to bring that up, too, earlier. We're talking about these teams. A lot of coaches don't care about the tournaments. You know, but once they get into the semis and the finals, you don't want to lose. Exactly. It's sort of like an extra inning baseball game. You know what I mean? It sucks, but you're like, I don't want to lose. We played 14 damn innings. If we're going to go home late, we might as well come home with a W. Like Roy Williams and Bill South and these guys, they don't mind getting bounced in the first day. But once they get this far, because then it could be emotionally sucks for your team. Good point. Like if North Carolina gets tattooed tonight against Duke, it will rattle their confidence. It'll be like, man, this is, we lost to Duke again, you know, twice in a week. So, uh, so, but, Bano, San Diego State, Nevada tonight. What's your take? Sorry, I just want to get that off my chest. Yeah, you know, San Diego State's come on. I mean, Brian Dutcher was getting criticized earlier in the season. Like, you're not carrying over the legacy that Steve Fisher left behind. Why isn't this the same San Diego State team? Well, first of all, they're not as talented. They're not as deep. They had, you know, Trey Kell was out for a period of time. But they are peaking at the right time. However... Nevada's been a class of this conference, start to finish. There's a price range that's short enough on Nevada here where I'm not in any rush to step in front of them. They've been the class of the conference. Aztecs got to go out there and show me they can get the job done. Nevada, didn't they cover by a half point when they beat UNLV, too? They won by five, and the line was four and a half? Uh, it was a push. It was a push? Yeah, it depends no, where you I got it, yeah, I guess, it, right? it all depended on exactly. It all depended. You know, one thing with San Diego State, too, as you mentioned, Babato, Nevada... Just a little bit more consistently offensively. You know, San Diego State, they average 76.9 points per game, uh, but it's hit or miss with these guys. You know, there's a lot of a lot of putbacks and a lot of dunk, a lot of dunks. They're not a great uh, jump-shooting basketball team. Meanwhile, Nevada, Nevada can push the tempo. Nevada can get after it. Uh, they're just a better pure-scoring team. Uh, you know, they, they score 83 points a game. I think Nevada is slightly the better basketball team, at least more complete. I think that's the coach's first year here, Babano. They're changing the style of play a bit. I think it's impressive they've gotten to 20. You know, you had the Pope situation before as well. I'm leading with Nevada, but talking about hot teams, Babano, how about Sheriff Lobo, man? These guys are hot right now. Six six games in a row, man. And, Cam, you know this. You <laughs> love Sheriff Lobo. Oh, big fan. He's been really good to us, too. He's our Sheriff Lobo. Um... One thing with New Mexico, and I brought this up, I've been living in Vegas, and you've seen it before, Cam, there. Lobo fans, man, they go to Vegas big time. All the time. Like, they go three times a year, man. Like, they go for the football game, they go for the regular season basketball game, and then they go for the conference tournament. Last night, it sounded like the pit. It was that loud, and it'll be a similar situation tonight. They're just feeling it, man. It's a great point. I don't know if they're, you know, I think they got a chance of winning this Mountain West, actually. Once they get there, they believe they're playing great basketball right now, Babano. I think the party continues with the Lobos tonight. Yeah, this is one of the games I did not get involved in, but New Mexico's playing well. This is a correlated game all the way. If you like New Mexico minus three and a half, you like the game to go over, and if Utah State's going to cover or win this game, they've got to grind this thing down. Uh, Tim Duryea's got to slow this pace. If you're the Aggies, that's your game plan. I mean, New Mexico, Paul Weir's turned this team into uh, New Presico. I mean, they're playing the full-court pressure style, uh, doing it pretty well. They flummoxed Wyoming that way with that type of basketball uh, last night uh, and pulled away late to win that game. So, yeah, New Mexico's feeling it. They played good ball down the stretch. Numbers a little bit more than I'd like to lay, three and a half. But, yeah, Aggies would be my preferred side, or Globo, so it would be my preferred side there. New Presico, Gabe. It sounds like a drink almost, like, you know, like new Pepsi, new uh, Presico. So what are you looking at tonight, uh, Babano? Yeah. And the college. Uh, we're looking like? at 
Yeah, we're looking at uh, we're looking at uh, Texas Tech here uh, as a slight underdog against West Virginia. Texas Tech has been uh, arguably the best team in the Big Twelve outside of Kansas this season. They've been fantastic. Chris Beard's done a great job. And what I like about Tech in these tournament settings, they're a deep bench, deep rotation that they can go to when you're starting to play multiple games in multiple days. That's a difference maker. Uh, I think Texas Tech, you know, can win that game outright. I'll take the two and a half there. I'll take St. Louis. Uh, plus eight against Davidson. They played 54-51 in the regular season meeting between these two teams earlier this season. And if you've been taking eight points or more in any with St. Louis in their games, that you would be 16 and one against the spread. Their last 17 games, they've lost one time by more than eight points in their last 17 games. Billikens live dog against Davidson. I was actually looking at uh, the other game, game. I know you're going to be rocking uh, Sheriff Lobo tonight. Uh, Oregon doesn't impress me. For a 22-win team, they were very lucky to beat Utah in that game. USC uh, laying points in this game. I think it's kind of a begging people to take the Ducks in this game. I'm not quacking. I'm taking uh, the Trojans in Babano. What do you think about uh, this uh, basketball game? I like the Ducks. You like the Ducks. It depends on the gas tank for Oregon because they, they played awful against Washington State, had to go to overtime in that game, had to muster the energy to come back and win that game, had to muster the energy last night against Utah to erase a late second-half deficit and yeah. pull that game out. I'm worried they hit a wall tonight. I'm with Cam on this one. I'd have to take USC in that game. I think Providence, too, can hang with Xavier catching plus eight. Uh, in the first Big East game tonight, too. Ed Cooley and the Friars, 8-2 and two against the spread. Last six seasons in the Big East tournament. Cooley's done good. Catching points as a dog. I think they give Xavier a little run tonight. Gambling note for everybody, too. That game tips off at 6.30, so uh, during the DFS show, click, 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 Gabe, just a reminder, get it in early. You Don't want to wait. You brought up uh, Oregon. And the team drives me nuts. You know, you're right. We watched the game on Wednesday night. They didn't play well at all. They were lucky to win the game. Uh, last night, they just they came up with a big block shot. Late, they made plays, they, they escaped. They seem, you know, they're sort of an underachieving team, but so are USC. That's the thing with USC. Can you really trust uh, the Trojans, you know, in this spot? Are the Trojans really going to go this deep uh, in this tournament? But you raise a good point, Pabano, and that's the thing. You look at today, and that was the problem with VCU, guys. They just they ran the out wall. of gas. Yeah. yeah, man, it was 58-58, and they just it hit the wall. And suddenly the wall. Yep. they were all gassed. And I don't know if you watched the SMU game uh, today, Babano, at all with Cincinnati. They gave Cincinnati yep. all they can handle. They but did. you saw the, the kids on SMU, third game in three days in an afternoon. The kids, man, they all had their hands on their hips. The center kid was leaned over. Great like, angle. They were very – kids hit the wall. Like Michigan, for some reason, have been able to get through it. You know, two years in a row, they played four day, four games in four days and were able to do it. It's very, very impressive, but it's tough. It's a good point. They could run out of gas tonight, but I think it comes down to the wire, this basketball game. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a big freshness, and, you know, every, it could be quicker to lose balls, you know, quicker to rebounds on the glass. The USC is going to have those physical yeah. edges tonight, but they've got to have the shooting. They've got to have the mental edge. They've got to have the coaching edge, and you got to give Dane. That's the one edge that USC probably doesn't have in this game. Uh, Dane Altman, uh, you'd have to give him a little edge there. But I think Oregon at some point, second half, might hit a little bit of turbulence, hit a wall, and that's maybe where USC can extend the margin a bit. UCLA was good to us last night playing uh, Arizona tonight. This is an interesting game. Arizona, they got 20, 25 and 7, laying 4.5 with a total of 156. Uh, do we go back with the Bruins as, as a pooch, or do you like the Wildcats there, Babano? 
Should be points, actually, uh, over more than anything in the terms of the side. I'd be reluctant to fade Arizona in this spot. I mean, they didn't play great against Colorado. They poured it on late to pull away. Uh, Going to be tougher, obviously. UCLA playing really good, but UCLA just didn't beat Arizona in Tucson earlier this year. They waxed them. Uh, and I think it's a loss from what I've read that Arizona truly remembers, truly wants to do something about tonight in the rematch against the Bruins. So that's either I lay the points with Zona there or I lean to the over. I think we'll see some points. Both teams really offensively uh, probably in good form and can get that thing over. Yeah, when they played twice this year, 82-72-74 over UCLA. That was in Arizona. Arizona beat them 86-75. So, yeah, both uh, both which have went over the number. Right, big night in the NBA. we got about three minutes here, but battle. Big night in the NBA uh, tonight. Toronto Raptors, massive game against the Houston Rockets. You've got uh, Golden State going on a back-to-back. Uh, kind of in a tough spot. They haven't been great in these back-to-back situations. And you've got uh, Steph Curry's going to be out tonight. And you got the, the Cavaliers and the Clippers going to be a fun game. Should be a track meet. We talked about it with Merrill. Nobody's really playing any defense right now in the association. A lot of high-scoring games. I think the Raptors game goes over. I think the, uh, I think the Denver-LA uh, uh, Laker game goes over the number. The Golden State-Portland game. Portland, Golden State can't stop anybody. Like they don't, That's right. They're not playing defense. They're just not. And uh, they got the Cavaliers, speaking of no defense, and the Clippers. But what's your take on the NBA tonight? But no respect for the Raptors. Uh, it's up to plus three right now, too. So the money coming in on, on uh, Houston. Perfect. The you know, Raptors are 27-5 and five straight up on this home court. And they beat the Rockets earlier this year, 129-113 in Houston. What do you think of the NBA card in the Raptor-Rocket game, Babano? It's going to be a great game. And it's funny, I was just about to say, you only need one hand to count the number of times the Raptors have lost at home this year. And you're exactly right, five losses. So there you go. Five fingers will get the job done there for you. But uh, it's one of those situations here where because they're a home dog, they've only lost five times. I'm not stepping in front of them. Uh, Houston on a great run. Revenge spot for them. I'm staying out of the side, but I think... I think there's value in that over. I really do. I think with the bench that the Raptors have, uh, they're not going to be scared to get this thing going up and down the basketball court because that's when they've really thrived. So uh, over makes some sense. You could be a, see a close game, have the fouls help you out late. It's amazing to me, Gabe. This is not on national television. we got no problem putting the Lakers and the Bulls and the Knicks on TNT and ESPN a whole bunch of times throughout the season, these crap games. But Raptors and Rockets, no national TV tonight. Amazing. Just amazing. I'm on VegasInsider.com. Look at a Vegas Insider right now on their NBA page. It says Game of the Night. Golden State Portland. Right, exactly. Like, come get on. a grip. Like, go, like, like, Golden State Portland's the Game of the Night tonight. No Steph Curry and Portland, really. You got the number one team in the East, the number one team in the West. Number one team in the West. That's not the Game of the Night. Come on, yeah. Vegas Insider. Yeah, yeah, the best that. road. The Houston have the best road record in the NBA against a team with the best home record. It doesn't get any better than this. ESPN was showing a game. They said who's going to win the East. They didn't even put the Raptors on the questionnaire. They forgot the the, the, the final. Are you putting me? Like, give me a damn break. They're like, Hey, Boston, Cleveland, where, uh, no, no, Toronto. Well, they asked the TNT panel, best team in the East last night. I saw this clip. Shaq says Boston, Kenny Smith says Cleveland, only Chuck says Toronto. I'll give Barkley credit. He loves the Raptors. He loves Toronto. He loves Rod Black. Uh, <laughs> Rod Black, yeah. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Lepano. All right, guys, have a good weekend. See ya. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio continues. If you're playing daily fantasy basketball on DraftKings or FanDuel this NBA season, you need to sign up for Daily Roto. Built by a team featuring millionaire maker winners and live final champions, 
Daily Roto's customizable projections, podcasts, strategy guides, and lineup optimizer will help you compete with the pros in a fraction of the time. Better yet, you can save 10% off using the promo code FNTSY. So go to dailyroto.com backslash premium to learn more about their product. Kentucky and Georgia winding down right now as we speak. 62-49. 62-49. It's official. The game is over. Didn't go no, over, under. the game is over. Under. <laughs> yeah. The uh, game is finished. Under. The game is finished. As Cam alluded, so a Providence is coming up at uh, 630 630, Providence yep. and uh, Xavier. And Richmond and St. Bonnie's is at 6. That's the next game uh, off the board. 7.5 in that basketball game. St. Bonnie should win that game. They're a good team. I agree. Ray. Richmond's on a good run. And the thing about, they are, but the this thing, is where they hit the wall. You're right. It, it, it's either hit the wall time, but when you're yeah, and you're a 12-19 and 19 team, Gabe, they, for Richmond to get in, they they got to they gotta run the table. It's all or nothing, so they'll leave it out there. But, yeah, they could easily hit the wall. St. Bonaventure's got good guard play. You know, teams that can run the table and get in, actually, um, Alabama. Yes, yes. You know, as yes. bad as Alabama can be, they're, all, they're see, on fire. You can see, well, they're not on fire. They caught fire and a half. No, and they won their last game. They did. They run on fire too. They came. They, they won at the buzzer. Uh, they're no, but they've been dogs though. Like in, the, in the, those games, they they, they got posted by twenty two last week on their home court yeah, by but, Florida. But now it's a new. Now it's a new. They're, thing. An, they're an eight team. They're an eight team team for a reason. But we, they're not good. No, but we, but we see teams like this always. But my catch point fire is, and get there. They got hot, and my point is, Kentucky aren't great. No one in the SEC is that good. That's why there's so much inconsistency here. And you see Auburn was up by 10, and then it just fell apart. I mean, Alabama Alabama wasn't good in the first half today. They had one kid, man. He couldn't miss in the second half, and they absolutely lit it up. So, yeah, they, they could be a dangerous team um, in, in the SEC. You know, if you look, at, you look at teams that could potentially go on a little bit of a run here. And the other one is New Mexico. The Lobos in, in Vegas, Cam. They're just, that's one of these teams, they're just believing right now, and their competition is beatable. Yes. Like, it's not impossible for Alabama to beat a Kentucky now. It's not impossible for New Mexico to beat Nevada or San Diego State. Yeah, we're not talking about Virginia. We're not talking about Duke. We're not talking about Kansas. You're right. When you look at those conferences, any team is beatable. Like, yeah, Richmond's not beating St. Bonaventure and no. not beating Rhode Island. No. No, they can't. You winning know, both of those games is going to be it's, it's not it's very difficult. I think they hit the, they could cover the seven and a half though. They could. Who knows? I know you brought up a really good point about how New Mexico travels. When you go down, when you go down to Vegas and you're living there, you see more New Mexico gear. You know, New Mexico State Aggies when they're in a tournament or whatever. All I see in the hotel is New Mexico State Aggies, like the whole the whole place. People in New Mexico take over Las Vegas. Yeah, you were you said it, man. Both of their schools, when they're there, they travel really, really well, and they support them, which is, and that's huge. 
more so the Lobos. The Aggies don't really have any fans. I've, I've, I've seen, I know, I've been in hotels where it was like <laughs> packed with Aggie fans. Maybe they were just staying there, but I'm telling you, Gabe, I was looking going, what the hell's New Mexico State Aggies doing here? But uh, I see them a lot. But you're right, the basketball more New Mexico Lobos for fun. New Mexico State, uh, their football team, eh, yeah, they, they try. They got better a bit, and then they sort of regressed under Bob Davey. Their basketball program has been, sort of been all right. They're down uh, this year. You know, uh, Siakam actually no longer on the team. That hurt them. They had, a bunch, they had a bunch of Canadian dudes on New Mexico. The Siakam kid who's on the Toronto Raptors right now, he's turned into a good NBA player, and I didn't see that coming. i got to be honest. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't think the kid was going to step up and be an, a, an every-night NBA contributor. He has and that big monster kid there, Sim Bular. Yeah. I think that's his name. <laughs> Sim Bular. He's like Andre the Giant. Ah, he should just be in the WWE because... And just maul people. He's not a very good basketball player, but he's massive. He's like 7'6", like 350 or 340. He's, he's huge. He's a tank. He's, yeah, he's, he's, he is. He's massive. He's they were more, more of a Frank the Tank than Frank the Tank. But you know, you know, I, some of these guys, like, I'll tell you, no, I, I'm with you, man. I didn't see Siakam. Like, I thought Portal, Portal was pretty good, like, when he was at Utah. I didn't think he was going to be this type of pro either. And all these guys, like, it's weird when you look at the Raptors team. Like, Freddie Van Fleet at Wichita State was okay. He was a pretty good yeah. shooter. It's like these guys that they picked He's up. He's another one I let's didn't give, think Let's yeah. give a lot of credit to the scouting and, and the development of these guys because I'm telling you, man, you looked at these guys going, yeah, they're all right. You didn't think they were going to be, you know, maybe serviceable. You didn't think they were going to be this good. This is interesting. Uh, Tiger Woods, since he's playing well, they've just uh, they've currently just updated the uh, the Masters odds. Tiger Woods is now ten to one to win the Masters. No, no way. We talked about him yesterday. No what was way. Yesterday, forty to one. No, uh, he went down to his lowest twenty-eight. Oh, that's right. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He was like twenty-eight. Some sites, uh, sites that have a lot so of chalk, today, was twenty. Today's play has made it go all the way to ten to one right now. That's nuts. I, like, think about it. So all the other guys that can win the Masters, you're telling me you're going to get Tiger Woods? He hasn't even finished this tournament. Yeah, sure, he's four under. He's T3 right now. He's sitting there with Paul Casey and Snedeker. But you're going to tell me you're going to bet this guy. You know what? Go ahead. Hey, if you're a rich guy and you want to put a couple hundred bucks or whatever, a thousand bucks on Tiger Woods at 10 to 1, I would not take him at the Masters till I'm getting... I would start to think, even with this current play, Gabe, I'm thinking 25 to 30 sounds about a number that I'd start to consider him putting him on the card. The Cleveland Browns uh, are acquiring Landry, Landry Jones. Uh, Landry hey, Jones, hey, Landry, Jarvis Landry. Landry, oh, Landry Jones. <laughs> Landry Jones. Right back. It's a stupid, uh, it's a stupid website, man. I gotta get off this stupid no, site. Well, it always pops the up. Volume, sound, the volume threw me off. I know. It's like, just, yeah, it's so annoying. I'm like, who's this guy? <laughs> like, why? Why do they do this? Like, why? That's what they do. Like, why? Like, it's just so freaking annoying. So yeah, Jarvis Landry. My apologies, Jarvis Landry. Franchise tagged by the Dolphins uh, last uh, month. Being sent, uh, the Browns are sending two draft picks in Miami in exchange for Landry. Shouldn't you get a quarterback before you get no, a receiver? No, first or second round picks. It's all part of the process, Kim. It is part of the process, but, uh, hey, Jarvis Landry's a good player. Who else they got there? They, they got a couple other guys. They still got uh, Coleman. They got um, the kid, you know, the they guy. Josh from, Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Josh Gordon's back. They got the, and the kid from Baylor, Jack Coleman. Josh, yeah, Coleman's hit or miss. I like everyone from uh, from Baylor. Josh Gordon was great when he came back last year. For a guy that hadn't played in, yeah. like, two years, a year and a half. He's going to be way better next year. Yeah, if he stays, uh, if, you know, he doesn't get uh, nailed, he doesn't get suspended. Yeah, he could be good. 
Yeah, you throw in Jarvis Landry, Josh Gordon, Corey Coleman. It's not a bad uh, combination of wide receivers no, looks, right there. It looks very good at wide receivers. They need a running back. They got to draft a star running back. I don't think Isaiah Crowell's that bad. I think I think. Uh, yeah, he's I, not that next level though. No, he, he's good though. Like I, when I when I watched him, I, I, I he had some good games. He breaks some tackles. Not next some level. Of, no, I, I like Isaiah Crowell. I'm I'm going to defend him, Gabe. I think there's a. a thought, I think it was part of their line was the problem. I think he's a good back. There's there's a thought that um, they're going to sign a. Quarterback quarterback and free agency and uh, draft Saquon Barkley first well, overall. If they bar- draft Barkley, then his Crowell's days are numbered. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's, that, that, there needs to be another level guy. I would know? love Seattle to pick up Crowell. Look, at they got they got no backs, man. Well, like, he, he'd be a great fit. Seattle needs a lot of things. They right sure do. They need a whole new team. You know, I think A.J. McCarron would be a good fit for the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, serviceable yeah, quarterback that can get the ball to these wide receivers. I agree with right? you. I, he, I do agree with that. That's I the thing. If you're bringing in, if you're bringing in Jarvis Landry, you bring in Jarvis Landry, and you've got Josh Gordon, you've got Corey Coleman, you've got some weapons here. You got to get somebody that can get on the damn ball. Deshaun Kaiser, you know, we we talked about it. They messed him up, right? I mean, he's got a freaking cannon, Deshaun Kaiser. Yeah, he could throw a long ball, but uh, inside the twenties, yeah, the, those turnovers were absolutely dreadful. But from a fantasy uh, perspective, and uh, here it is from NFL Research: Jarvis Landry has more touchdowns and almost as many receptions as all Browns wide receivers combined. Browns wide receivers in 2017: 134 receptions, seven uh, touchdowns. Jarvis Landry: 112 receptions, nine touchdowns. Upgrade. He's just been... And who's throwing him the ball? It's actually been, I think... Jay J- J- Cutler and Moops? I think it's actually been six years in a row now, actually. It might be four. That uh, Jarvis Landry's been in, like, the top four in targets and receptions. I mean, he's a target machine. He's a he reception is. machine. He's open but all the time. It's going to hurt him from a fantasy perspective going to Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just be real. <laughs> Even the Dolphins. Well, you knew what yeah, you were getting. Yeah. You knew they were going to throw on the ball 12 times every week with the Dolphins. Yeah, now in true. Cleveland, I don't know. Like, yeah, You're right. And they, and they have other guys to spread it around to. I mean, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting scenario. He's really getting screwed in this, to be honest, if you think about it. The franchise tag is a pile of crap. They, uh, the, the player, well, whatever. The NFL players are stupid, and uh, they, they, they let the league push them around. There shouldn't be a franchise tag. No. It's it's ridiculous. Either you sign a guy, or he's a free agent, or you're not. You don't you can't hold these people hostage. But that's you know they get away with all. They get they get away with asking if someone's mother is a hooker or not. Yeah. Right? Isn't Le'Veon Bell gonna get uh, for how many times has he been uh, franchise tagged? Yeah, he's it's annoying as hell. I believe him this time too. He he's, says that he's not showing up to training. No, I, I agree, and I agree a hundred percent. Like at all? Like he already he said. He said, "I'll see you in week one," Never which will just lead to problems. <laughs> I you know? will. He said the first time, "Don't do this to me again." Like, and he's a guy that basically says, "You know what? Screw you guys, man." They don't really have any leverage either against him. Like, no, they don't because he's like, "You can't do it again." I'm gonna be gone. So whatever, what are you gonna do? Big Ben's getting older, but like, these teams, there shouldn't be. And the thing is, they get paid well. It's not as if you don't get paid well when you're tagged. You're getting a lot of money. It's true, but it's just it's 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 not right. I mean, only the NFL has this. Yeah, Who no, other, no. This? you're right. There is there is no other league with the franchise tag. I mean, they have so you have the restricted free, free agency. Agent, but, uh, but well, okay, different. like in the NBA or the NHL, yeah. somebody can bid, but the the team can say no, no, we'll yeah. match it, right? For the first two years after the three year contract is up, no other league has this. Where yeah, we're just going to screw the guy and tag him and leave him in limbo. Like, what if he gets hurt? Screws yeah. his future earnings. You know what I mean? Yeah, he gets paid in the top five now. Whatever, you know what I mean? But if it screws his future earnings, it's not right. But like I said, I don't care. I'm not an NFL player. And NFL players 
don't seem to care that they get screwed over. Uh, in this. They don't even have guaranteed contracts. They need a better union, Gabe. They're a joke. Get a union. They're, they're, they're a complete joke. They should be. If they're the most powerful league, you should start acting like it. But, uh, yeah, they, they do get pushed around a lot in comparison to other leagues, for sure. So, so you're Landry. Instead of getting to be a free agent or getting a multi-year uh, contract, <laughs> you get tagged for a year and then sent to Cleveland. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Doesn't sound like a very yeah, good no. deal. So it's like, yeah, I'm getting all this money. Hey. So the, whole, the, the report is, though, that Cleveland's going to sign him to a multi-year deal. So he's going to yep. get the money. Hey. There's nowhere to go but up, buddy. I'm telling you, hey, when you when you look at some of the parts of that team, though, I, I'm actually no, sure right. that they're that bad. No, Cleveland is going to be a hell of a lot better. I don't care what no, their, no, win, no, but what their wins total next year going to be. Whatever it is, if it's like three and a half, three I'm taking the over. Yeah, they're winning games next. They're, win, they're winning games next year. Three, three. Their and defense half. is going to get better. Just you need a damn quarterback, man. Uh, I don't know. I don't think. I don't know, Cam. Hugh, can they're going to be that bad? I don't know if Hugh Jackson. That's a concern. Hugh, you said uh, you brought up a good point. He's one, he's, he is the most like his guy is not a good coach. He's been awful. Like you, you. He's one in thirty-one. Yeah, I, and they're not that bad. Like, they, like so, in two years in Cleveland, he's won one game. You look at so the, like, some uh, of the talent. At why? Why does anybody believe in the thing? Is too you could say, oh well. You know, they they don't have talent in this. You mentioned it. They actually do. They do have good players. Yeah, they do have enough players that they should be able to be successful, or at least... They a should six, win five they should or be, six yeah, They should be a six, yes. six and ten team. Yes, they should be. They were in a lot of games. They did stupid things. But look just the decisions, Cam, that, uh, that Hugh Jackson makes. You mentioned it. Isaiah Correll doesn't get the ball ever. You no. know, there's no consistency at the running back position. Yeah, and then do yeah, uh, Johnson. Co- only, they, throw, they throw him the ball. They, they, yeah, yeah. Quarter, the quarter, bad play calling. The, the quarterback, uh, quarterback uh, situation shouldn't have started uh, Kaiser. You guys no signed Brock Osweiler only to let him go right away. You throw uh, Kaiser, and you remember uh, they put before. in they put in Hogan, they put in uh, Kessler. Yeah, before yeah, yeah Kessler. Kessler, Cody Kessler. Yeah, that was another Hugh Jackson thing. He was. They could have gotten. Remember, they they could have gotten Carson Wentz. And he said, no, no, Hugh Jackson said Carson Wentz is going to be a bust. <laughs> Not a bust, but he said, no. He, he didn't believe in him. He said, this kid hasn't played against anybody. Uh, Cody Kessler's from USC. He's better, trust me. No. And in the fourth, he, he thought it was a big steal, Cody Kessler, with the, 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 in the fourth round. You go down the list of quarterback decisions that he's Hogan. made. Hogan. Yeah, the guy, but just the way that it's in and out. You know what I mean? You're in. You're out. He Kaiser's not going to start because we all know he's too young. No, no, no. He's good. We're going to start him against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Hugh Jackson doesn't know what he's doing. He panics. He shouldn't be the coach. So it doesn't matter if all this talent camp, does it really matter? Not really, no. I still think they're going to win over. <laughs> I like what you're saying. They're a five or six win team, Marenzi, and I'm buying in. Because <laughs> I know Vegas is going to put that number at three or three and a half. And Cleveland will, even with Hugh Jackson as their coach, with the talent that they have, unless they screw up. And the, you brought, hey, how many games did they lose on the last play of the game? Huge turnover, pick six. They took the Tennessee Titans to overtime. Bumpleitis. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I would say five, five to six games that they, they could have won those games. They didn't, obviously. But the hey, game, man. the game, I remember the game. I didn't bet on them. I bet on them once. Oh, the twice. game against Jacksonville cost me. You know, we were all at the. Uh, you were on them game. earlier in the yeah. year. I jumped on them once. And, they covered uh, for against against Tennessee, buddy. It was excruciatingly frustrating. No, actually, it took them twice. I took them at the Detroit Lions. Oh yeah, and they were actually up by fourteen. They were up by yep. seven. They were pretty much up. 
And then uh, on the last play in the first half, they had, uh, they were on the goal line. And somehow right. they didn't get in. No, some uh, Deshaun Kaiser, like he tried to QB sneak it. They didn't have any timeouts left. They didn't, they didn't get in. They didn't cover. And there was another game at home. I took them in which um, it was a complete collapse. <laughs> Um, I actually was on the Green Bay Packers. They were up by like 14 on the Packers late. They could have covered, but they gave up a touchdown in overtime yeah, for the Packers. Six, I yeah. think, yeah. yeah. That's classic. Yeah, no, they were right there. That's what but, I'm saying. Yeah, but there's a common pattern. It's the same damn coach. Yeah. And another thing against Detroit, they were in that game. You talked about the clock management at the at the goal line. They freaked out there. And then Golden Tate, remember, he caught a ball and like these guys, like he just went ding, 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 like a pinball machine and got in. It was the stupidest cover of the year. You know, everybody's talking about uh, Kirk Cousins. Not a lot of people are talking about the fact that Drew Brees is actually a free agent. I know. He's he's not going anywhere though. Well, he's. He's not yeah, I know, I know, doesn't he like the Saints, though? Why'd they let it get this far? Uh, that's a good point. Sign your assets. It'll be interesting to see. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fantasy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fantasy Sports Radio Network app. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fantasy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there, where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Time decision to spread heat and rage at radio continues. Don't forget to catch the March Madness special powered by DKMS 2018 March Madness special Monday, March 12th at 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, hosted by Craig Carton. Get the edge on filling out your bracket with analysis from Greg Sussman, Mike Blewett, special guest Yahoo's Brad Evans. If you're looking to make uh, some money, Black Jack Fletcher steps up and in. I will be on the panel as well with my best bets and futures uh, for the tournament. Uh, the broadcast will be simulcast on the Fantasy Sports uh, Network YouTube live uh, page. It's the DKMS 2018 March Madness Special on Monday, uh, March 12th, next Monday, this Monday. <laughs> next Monday, <laughs> yeah. this Monday. Monday. Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network, which means that's more time for you to go to the OTB. I guess it is, Gabe. I guess I'm going to get the Monday forms out. I will tell you this. A, a colleague and a friend of ours, uh, Billy the Doorman, uh, texted me today. He put a nickel down on Michigan uh, to win the uh, NCAA basketball championship. I don't know if they're going to win, but I think no, they're going to Final he, Four, he, and he, anything can happen. That's the thing, and he does. You know him; he's all in, right? Like when 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 Adam Hadwin won the golf tournament, he won like sixteen grand. Like he doesn't put like ten dollars down on; he puts like a hundred at a guy at one hundred and sixty to one and stuff. Like he's he, a doesn't, he doesn't dick around. Like he when he goes for it, he goes for it. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something from a guy that's got a horseshoe up his ass. It's going to be nice to align with him. You don't want to be with a guy like me down the stretch. Uh, this guy is a, he's a winner. I've actually got uh, some conference odds, some futures we can get to here in a minute. But let's bring in another yeah. high roller. Our friend, the Tony Sincata. 
You can't spell sin. You can't spell sincata without the word sin. sin. What's up, Tony? <laughs> I'm uh, I'm actually sitting here listening to you guys watching qualifying times for this freaking NASCAR race. This is the life people always strive for. Like I want to be like those guys. I want to be on radio. I want people to love me. Well, at five o'clock on a Friday, you're watching to see if Alex Bowman can go 135 miles an hour. That's fun. Tony, it was 4.45 in the morning, and I was looking over DK, DK, uh, D, 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 DK place uh, for, for tonight. But, you know, my favorite uh, line is, like I said, you can't spell, uh, you can't spell Sincata without sin is uh, Michael Jordan. I guess one of his coaches once told him, you can't, uh, somebody, say, you know, you heard this slogan, you can't, um, you can't, uh, you know, spell uh, team, you know. And he said, uh, team, uh, there's no I in team. And uh, he said, no, but there is in win. <laughs> there is. <laughs> There's a big difference. And you see in the NBA on a nightly basis, the teammates are useless. Like Kevin Durant was the reason they won last night yeah. in Golden oh, State. He passes it to Clay Thompson. Brick, brick. <laughs> passes to Draymond Green. Where, you know, a minute and a half left. Draymond tries to, like, bank it off the backboard to an alley-oop to somebody. And then Draymond, and then Durant's like, you know what? Screw this. I'll just shoot. It's like Damian Lillard uh, the other night uh, as well. And, yeah, speaking of frustration last night, Tony, so we got that T.J. Warren news right at the last second. I thought I got out. I didn't. How about oh. this? I still won. I still doubled up. Oh, I, played I in the, yeah. I we played were, in the double up. That's how good our lineup uh, we were. You and I, Tony, we're not good. I won we, a we, lot we played, of money. We played without, one, we played without yeah. one guy. We still got doubled up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we got it done. I won a lot of money last night, right? And. And I, I nailed all my bets except for that Golden State game because of that Stephen Curry's a little soft, man. And I thought we were still going to nail it there. I thought we were going to nail it a little bit, but uh, Kevin Durant took it on as a uh, thing. Can't win everything, though. I guess we're going to come back tonight. So what, a lot of guys out tonight. Tonight's going to be a weird night. Great night in the NBA, though, tonight from a betting perspective and fan perspective and, and a DFS perspective. We'll get to DFS in a couple of minutes, but you look at the NBA board tonight, Tony. Houston Rockets Love versus it. the Toronto Raptors. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, yeah, whoa, 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 what are you doing, Tony? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> What's going on here? What, I, what do you say? You love the game or you said you love you love the Rockets? That's I what love the Rockets. Yeah. If I'm going to give three with the Rockets, I, I am, I'm in until they lose a game. Uh, I've been riding a 17-game win streak, yeah. Yeah, five, I've, been, I've been riding them for about six of those in a row. And when I see the three, it lights up in my eyes. No, the, Toronto, but the Raptors have the best home record in the NBA, uh, the 27-5. and five. Yeah, but you don't play the Houston Rockets out of 32 times out of them, right? Yeah, they're uh, getting they're getting points at home, Tony. Uh, come on, they, come on, Tony. They played the we, Houston Rockets earlier in, uh, in the year. They beat them 129-113, Tony. Oh, uh, it's not the same team, no. Chris Paul well, did they change the their name? Did they change no, their name? Are they, they playing the Houston Rockets tonight? Or they, they, it was a Houston Dynamo. <laughs> Houston <laughs> the Dynamo. Same team. Yeah. Here's the, the thing. Houston Lions. Here's the thing, guys. We the North. If you bet on We the North tonight, yes, you're going to have to yeah. go south to go in your pocket and pay the man. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're going to take the money and get high. Uh, we the North. Yeah, <laughs> high, baby. <laughs> oh. Tony, so big game. I just want to tell Tony, congrats on your parlay last night. I enjoyed the, the email last night. Tony. Good stuff. <laughs> the NHL last night, I'm sitting near the Bruins, right? It's 2-2 two to two when I get the money line. So I, I get a goal, like uh, a, a goal with like 20 seconds left in the game. And then this will tell you how it goes over. I'm sitting there with a couple guys at the sports bar watching the game, and I'm going, 
I got I got a, the money line in this game. Do we get paid if we win in overtime in this shootout thing? And then I had to sit and wait. You know, Edmonton wins the shootout. See so you did Yeah, I had to see the I had to see the see if my make sure my money updated. And it updated. And we went yay! <laughs> you you can make a hockey bet in regulation if you want. Yeah, but you have you have to specify that. So yeah, if it goes yeah. to a shootout, and and the one that they count one goal. In case people yeah. are wondering, if you're thinking, like, oh, you have the over-under, Tony, no. and it goes to a shootout, and just, there's, like, eight goals yeah, in a shootout, exactly. it only counts for one no. goal. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so I was, uh, yeah, I was I was fired up, but I was a little concerned about that. I kind of figured you get paid, you know, the, the, the shootout, like, why would we have it? But you know what? It's the NHL, and I'm saying to myself, uh, I, I hit a four-team parlay in the NHL, right? And I, I'm going to get screwed because of this, this, uh, this, this, this crazy thing they do at the end of the game here. All right, so here are the conference odds uh, for the, the, the tournaments, the big-time tournaments. ACC, Virginia, minus 105 to win. Dukes, plus 200 to win. North Carolina, 5-1. to one. Clemson, 7-1. to one. I think North Carolina at 5-1 to one offers value. I think Duke at 2-1 to one offers value. Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm, I think Duke, Duke wins tonight. I'm and taking then, the points with UNC. Tonight. And then the game would be a pick em against uh, against Virginia. Me personally, so you think North Carolina at 5-1. to one. I'll say Duke at 2-1. to one. Tony? ACC? I'm a Duke. I I don't understand how that Duke team uh, is even beatable. But watching them early in the season when when Begley was playing, and I was like, I can't believe that this kid's not going to be the first pick of the draft, and I still can't believe it. Yeah, you know what? It's weird. You're right. They should be almost better than they are. Grayson Allen. You know what his kid? His problem is he oh. looks too much like Ted Cruz. <laughs> <laughs> he does look like Ted Cruz. That's his problem. Oh boy. Ted Cruz got bigger ears though. I think. No, they're dead. No, really? Let's take a look here. No, they're dead ringers. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson Allen. <laughs> I'm a big. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Yeah, Cruz is. You know what he is? The only difference is Cruz has got a longer face. His face is a little bit longer. Where Grayson Allen's head's more round, he's more. Uh, hey, look, Tony. Like a cylinder. I, just, I just tweeted it out, Tony. Click check my Twitter. All right, right now. <laughs> check, check my Twitter. You'll see that. You see the comparison between. Uh, it's Grayson really. Allen it, and it's Ted close. Cruz. It's close. Yeah, that that's his problem. So yeah, listen. What what a game. These two teams play. What they played 101 times. There's a point differential of like four points. It's one of those type of deals. They're playing again tonight, but I'm just surprised, Gabe, because UNC is getting four and a half or five. Like that's a that's in a tight game. I got to take the Tar Heels. I don't think anyone has an answer on North Carolina for Bagley, as uh, as Tony was talking about. Yeah, well, it's going to be a hell of a game. It should. It is going to be a hell of a game. Lots of points too. All right, uh, so uh, Big Twelve, Kansas, Kansas plus one ten to win the Big Twelve uh, conference tournament. I disagreed with you guys. So you guys were talking earlier, but like Texas uh, Tech. Yeah, I think uh, West Virginia beats them. You like West Virginia tonight, Mountaineers? Yeah, interesting. I West Virginia. Well, no, I, I remember last night a couple people that uh, I respect were talking about Baylor. I'm like, I'm glad I listened to you one night, and, and I didn't uh, Baylor, listen. To Baylor. Baylor's a, they're a train wreck. That they're, team. They're chokers. They are big time chokers. Big East Conference tournament. I don't know. It seems like free money, Tony. Villanova plus one hundred. I think Villanova are the best team in the country, personally. In the whole country. Yeah, I think they're the best team. I think they're the team to beat going into the tournament. Wow. 
And I'm a Michigan fan. I think Michigan are Final Four material, but ultimately, I think uh, Villanova are the complete package. What do you think about Virginia? They're just the one. The, the scoring is going to hurt them. One. The problem with them, they play that lockdown defense, but then they need a big basket. They sometimes they have offensive spurts. It's tough. That's to, a, because they're wicked defensively, man. I know, but it's like a hockey team camp trying to win with your goalie. I know. You can win a playoff round. Maybe you're going to win two, but not the. Uh, you, not yeah, going to win the cup. You're, 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 you're going to get through up. six games just grinding other teams it'll, out. It'll right? catch up with you. Yeah, eventually one. One of these teams going to you know, be draining threes on you. And don't forget, too, it's a different style. But they're dangerous, man. Very dangerous. They're dangerous. Yeah. They're, you know, they're, they're a dangerous team. I think Villanova's a team to beat. Uh, Mountain West, uh, Nevada's uh, favored uh, plus 174. Four Lobos are plus 210. Why not, Gabe? You, say, you said you believe in those guys, know, right? It goes to show, though. That people are thinking the exact same thing. Yeah, that the odds makers aren't giving money No, they're not stupid. They, they, they believe the same thing because Nevada's a good team, but how much better is Nevada than uh, New Mexico? Not much. Look at the discrepancy, though, between Nevada and San Diego State. Yeah. One plus 175 for Nevada, plus 325 for San Diego State, yet Nevada is only laying two points tonight. Yeah, great point. You see, so the yeah. books thinks that Nevada is clearly a better, better team. team. Yep. So you're getting value with Nevada. Yeah, a little bit of value. Uh, reading between the numbers. Yes, correct. And uh, the Pac-12. Uh, Arizona plus this one's just wide open, man. I think any of those teams can win. I would say UCLA at 5-1. to one. Yeah, I'm, I'm so actually surprised, even though I like USC. Arizona's probably going to win. USC at plus 260, I'd expect them to be about plus 325. That, that actually makes me like them, though. I think that, Oregon's going to beat them. Yeah, I kind of like the Trojans yeah. tonight. Put on your Trojan, Tony. Sheepskin. Yeah, put on your Trojan. So I did a little work here. I did a little work where you put on your Trojan. Yeah. And uh, Chris Paul didn't play in that 129-130. Oh, oh yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who cares? <laughs> It's if Vance and Hutz were candies and nuts, <laughs> to all of a Merry Christmas. You know, OJ would still be in the record book. Uh, you know I what? I didn't make that up. The sheriff in Parkland, that's the, the sheriff Israel. You know that dude? You're in Florida, Tony. So, you know Sheriff Israel, the guy, the sheriff yep. in Broward County? Are you there, Tony? Yes. Oh, we got a little feedback. Yeah, yeah. There you are, Tony. Nice to, yeah, yeah, we nice lost, to hear you. We lost you for a second, Tony. All right. See, I know the sheriff Israel there. He was getting grilled by Jake Tapper. Yeah, Tapper's I'm like, there, you know, but everything's repeating. Like, is Mike Florio looping and stuff? Check. check. Yeah, there you go. Check, check, check. No, uh, I don't know. We'll just keep going. So, anyways, yeah, he was doing an interview with Jake Tapper. And um, for some reason with Tapper, so Tapper's like, uh, you know, how come you didn't do this? How come you didn't, uh, you didn't yeah. stop the kid? You went to his house 22 times. Yeah. And the guy actually answered. He goes, uh, well, Jake, if, uh, if ends and butts were candies and nuts. And the saying is, we'd all have, have a Merry Christmas. Christmas. Correct. Yeah, but he said, uh, he goes, well, Jake, if, uh, if ends and butts were candies and nuts, uh, O.J. Simpson would still be in the record book. And Jake Tapper yeah. says, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you know, Jake Tapper's always got well, that, that powdered face. Certainly like, look. He's like, O.J. in the record book. He goes, I don't know what that means. And it's it is a weird analogy, Tony. Like if yeah, that guy, candies and yeah, it's kind of a weird one. <laughs> we need to replace that guy down in Florida, man. He's got to go. I, I I don't understand him. He's you need little... to replace you need to replace everyone in Florida, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> that you know, I, I got to start with little hands, Marco Rubio. Yeah, little little Marco. <laughs> little yeah. Marco. Little little yeah, Marco. Yeah, yeah that was, got, the best. You got when... small hands, and you have a job where you you have to vote as a senator, and you've never voted as a senator. Uh, it's time to go. What, what are you doing? Like, what? What? Why are you so busy? 
the best is when they found pictures of him in like college at like a foam party with a bunch of dudes. It was like, yeah, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> There's little Marco there, covered in suds. <laughs> <laughs> I've done a lot of things in my life. Never been to a foam party. I've been to a foam party, but not with dudes. That's, that's, that's the key to the foam party is there's got to be other people there. Tony. I'll tell you what, Tony. I'd rather donate money to Elizabeth Warren's presidential uh, campaign and get into a hot tub with men. <laughs> I think I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, I like Marco. I like uh No, I was just, you know, I was standing there, you know. Yeah. It's like, dude, you're in a bubble bath with five dudes, like, uh, yeah. poolside. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see a lot of chicks at this club either, Marco. No. It was, not it, that there's anything wrong with that. No, there was nothing wrong with it, no. but it was a dude, it was a dude ranch with suds. <laughs> that's basically what it was. <laughs> you said, no, no, it was fat boys. The fat boy thing. <laughs> that's the problem I have with the uh, yeah, yeah the whole the whole situation with the NFL man. What if these frat incidents come to light? Well, yeah, th- there was another thing where didn't uh, who was it? Not Shamara, the old Green Bay Packers tenant who who cracked oh, yeah. the girl's closet or something like that. Like there's stuff that's going on. Like, these stories are insane, Sincata. They're nuts. Well, I don't understand the hot tub with the babysitter. Yeah, that's a babysitter guy. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah that was a separate one. There's a guy in the Saints, remember, he got hay so hard it messed up his, his orbital bone and his eye socket and stuff. But what I understand, there was a big hazing incident with McGill University, and uh, the players actually threatened me and stuff. They actually sent me emails from, like, their McGill, like, their school email address. You know, they're so stupid and stuff. I told the guy. <laughs> Good work. I said, if I was a snitch, I'd report you to the dean, but I won't. I said, you're too stupid, uh, whatever. So I just sort of tried to get back. But, so, yeah, I told him, for some reason, in football hazing, they were uh, sticking like broomsticks, and they weren't swimming. They weren't sweeping with them. You no. know, they weren't going curling. So yeah. there was like broomsticks involved and stuff like that. And basically, like I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I don't want to play for a football team in which I need to get anally penetrated with a broomstick to play on. Yeah. I just I play for another team. Yeah, good point. I tell them, guys, I don't play for this team. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. Maybe that's how Duke's getting everybody. That they, they, they don't anally penetrate each other. Uh, there. But the other thing I wonder about is sororities. Like, why do people want to join sororities? Like, I'm okay not going to these parties where I have to lick another man's penis to join the club. <laughs> I gave you some quick picks, Gabe. On oh, the way, you're out of here. Yeah. yeah. CBJ and hockey, Calgary and Minnesota. I'm going to parlay sandwich. Yeah. It's a CBC uh, CBJ sandwich. Going to parlay all three Raptors plus the three, and in the NCAA Texas Tech money line, USC money line, and I'm taking the points with the Tar Heels. Have a great weekend, everybody. Cam Stewart, winner. On the other side, me and Tony will talk some DFS. The King Scott Angle will step up and talk NASCAR.